If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. The Search Show. right now i'm gonna start off slow and then speed it up okay (laughs) that was a beautiful clip of don richard in uh la singing don't you worry child by the swedish house mafia Mm. um covering that beautifully floating over the track um and it's something that really makes you feel good but what i love most about it is that it is completely uh representative of our duality here at this show dawn's duality as an artist but specifically in what's about to go down this week on the show because (laughs) Don't you worry, child. So I I want everybody to know, first of all, that's a wish of peace for everyone around the world that did not vote Republican. That's a wish of peace for you, okay? (laughs) Do not worry, child. You know, just something good to put into the world. But I also would like it to serve as a heads up, an alert of sorts, a warning even, that we're going to get they ass on this show here today. Don't you worry, child. I'm going to talk about T.I. Don't you worry, child. I'm going to talk about the baby. Don't you worry, child. Heaven, a.k.a. me, got a plan for you. And with that being said, I want to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants the baby? Thank you. Hey, friend. Hey, Asante. How you doing? Hello. I, I love Dustin. the I love the Dustin Heart. You were so funny with these Zoom <laughs> Yeah. There were more look, more on that later. <laughs> Okay. okay. Uh-huh. How's what's going on, y'all? How y'all how, look, feeling? How they hanging? <laughs> I'm feeling fantastic. Oh, we know you look, are, Asante. Today is a very look, magical day. That's why day. I didn't want to say nothing first. I didn't want to just jump out and be like, you know, I'm feeling great. You hey. know, I was trying to play it cool. Uh, but I, <clears throat> I'm feeling all right. You know what I'm saying? Things is cool. Things is good. How y'all feeling? Good. Excited for you today. <laughs> 
you get to experience yes. one of your favorite artists, and that's always a blessing. So I'm happy to witness it. I'm excited for all of us to get to experience this artist. <laughs> this so is gonna be amazing. Let's let's because we have like a short window to get these things knocked out. So let's jump into this week's black business. business, business. This week's black business of the week is presented by Target. Target invests in black creators building a legacy of success. Let's rise together. Discover more at Target.com slash black beyond measure. Measure, measure. I actually wanted to shout out the State of Black Music podcast brought to you by the National Ooh. Museum of African American Music in partnership with the city of Nashville. You ready for this part? Hosted by Claude Kelly, Chuck Harmony, Phil Thornton, and Timon Bacon. They have two episodes Boom. that they've released. Ready for these guests? Episode one featuring Mary J. Blige, Hi Dustin Ross, and Ooh. Misa Hilton. Episode two featuring mm. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Wow. How do you, I mean, wow. how you come out the gate Is like that, that? I mean, the levels of, of greatness here. Incredible. So congratulations to two of my best friends in yes. the world. Yes. Not only for stepping into the podcast game, but stepping in like this they literally busted through the door so once again that state of black music podcast brought to you by the national museum of african-american music you can check that out available to you everywhere you stream your favorite podcast and that is the black business of the week you ready for the recap yes, segment is. that was real black mm -hmm. our recap segment this week is a little hardy because we had two episodes we had how about that muck X's. thank you dustin ross <laughs> <laughs> that's our name i don't care what she said i seen that uh somebody sent us a video where the girl was like this is what's up this is mxk mkxyz or whatever i was like <laughs> of course you're gonna take the easy way out you know what i'm saying people were tagging us people were tagging <laughs> us on her ig and on her twitter i was like i know she must be like who are these people like why do y'all keep tagging me <laughs> but that episode dustin told us a wild ass story about a 19th century scam goddess named big bertha Heyman. <laughs> A lot mm -hmm, of people said mm -hmm. that you should have been on an episode of Drunk History telling this story because of how good <laughs> that rendition was. I agree. Well, from their miles to Comedy Central years, <laughs> let's do it, Drunk History. Asante, who stood out to you from the Muck XC's episode? <laughs> well, look, well, well, friend, what streets was you in? Um, let me see what streets I was in. Let me see, because I, I was in the Twitter streets. Okay, mm -hmm. well, shout out to the Patreon. I'm all I'm always looking at comments each and everywhere. <laughs> First of all, Cheyenne, she said, "I'm with Fran. I would love a scammer handbook. The <laughs> girls are getting to it, and I want to get to it also." <laughs> I mean, Cheyenne really had the sauce there. It, it was given. Um, I couldn't remember the name of the rapper that was on HBO Max, The Generation Hustle. Oh, um, 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 TJ, TJ. 
Yes. Yeah, yes. TJ something. Was it like TJ3X six, or something like that? X6, something like that. You know these kids. Whatever the kids be naming themselves. <laughs> he was out there giving the sauce and the scam. So Cheyenne said, look, Bertha, she she was the prequel to that. She Hello. was one of the OGs of that. So that's who I found on the SoundCloud Street, or uh, excuse me, the Patreon. And I also want to give a special shout out to Ashley because she says, Asante, your skin looks so fucking good. It don't always look good. So thank you, girl. I just that see that too, I which I thought was cute. <laughs> Friend, what did you find out there on the Muck Xies episode? So, it's just fun to say it, huh? Beauty by El Marie yeah. on Twitter said, Bertha had a slick mouth and a wop wop to match. I ain't mad, sis. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, we actually, oh no, no, we'll let Dustin get, because I was going to say we also got to hit the Black Summer episode comments too. But Dustin, what'd you find in your Twitter streets? No, just tons and tons of support. Thank you, everybody, for the emotional support of me last week with the Big Bertha story. Because it really, you know, had me out here, you know, in my feelings a little bit. I just was wondering, you know, is there hope for our future? You are funny. Because of our past. And so, um, you know, I feel supported for that. I also want to give a shout out to my damn self because last night I... um, had a moment you know what I'm saying because I had been working really late last night and once I finally got on Twitter and saw the conversation saw the scuttle but I think we should start calling it scuttle ass I saw the scuttle ass you know that was going around about this whole situation with the baby and the horrible things that he said Man. on stage at Rolling Loud in Miami Ugh. and so you know I just was I don't know it was like three o'clock in the morning I just felt honest it was honesty hour so I was like, that's why we be fucking in his music. Because I know at the end of the day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all rooted in, you know, his hatred of like of the gays. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's not even personal. Like, I get it. You hate gay people. I totally get it. And so when you say things like that, you know, I just feel like the only way we can really make this even, leak his news. As much as he's been fucking, <laughs> as many people as he has been sharing his penis with, Leak his nudes so that we can now masturbate to them and tell them about it so that we can uh, let him know that we've seen him in a sexual way. Listen, since you hate it, you ain't going to make me uncomfortable about it. I'm going to make you uncomfortable about it. <laughs> so last night I tweeted, you know, that's why we'd be fucking in his music. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want y'all to hear this response I got. Okay. Hold <laughs> on, oh, no, because this was so funny. I am terrified because he is down. down. So <laughs> shout out to shout out to number two Blue Note two B L U N O T E two Blue Note is his name, and uh, he gonna say he responded to the tweet where I said that's why we be fucking his music. He gonna say in the parking lots too. You don't tell me where I can suck. Never mind. <laughs> because <laughs> we know part of what he said was that somebody was. I guess look. I guess they were sucking dick in the parking lot at Rolling Loud. I just want to know, know. You are on roll on a stage with what hundred thousand people? At least that's what it looked like because mm-hmm. the audience looked mm-hmm. intense. And why now he is, is it that? One. But why is it so that this is a larger. big festival, like huge point in his career, huge opportunity? And what's on your mind? Is dick in a parking lot? Like, that's what you're thinking about in the middle of your set? I'm like, did something happen? I don't understand. I don't get it. Something happened. Somebody, I don't know if it was his dick. I don't know if it was his mouth. I don't know if it was his (laughs) song playing while the dick was getting sucked and he just happened to be walking past and seeing it. That's why I'm like, did something happen? Funky Dineva was like, was it a sub to something you experienced before you got on stage? And then we were all like... 
we all caught strays, you know, just I think everyone's trying to understand. Maybe it was too much teeth. Maybe it was too much teeth. And so he was upset. I don't know. You know, you don't know. You never know what it was. But I think that's like me going on stage at our show. And when I get ready to walk off the show, I'll be like, and shout out to everybody that ain't got on no size medium green and red plaid sweater (laughs) from uh, Ralph Lauren purple label in this bitch. And you a hoe if you do. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, a straight shot at somebody. So something happened. I don't know. Somebody... Terry Crews his motherfucking ass backstage or I don't know what happened right. you know what I'm saying but that was a little bit too specific and it did look suspect and then he got he's so dumb and then the and double down it's, video after yeah oh, so dumb and stupid now and like I said I talked about this on warning signs but so you can say some about people that suck dick in cars, which a lot of people do that, <laughs> by the way. That's not just a gay thing. Yeah. The first dick I saw getting sucked in a car, I had a, a girl was doing it. So anyway, <laughs> it's, well, it's a lot of people that was hurt by the shit he I said. I mean, the videos, the yeah, the double down was crazy. You see what I'm saying? That's why you oh got to be careful about the things <laughs> that you do and say because you never know. Rolling out the screen. <laughs> Look, rolling, roll out, loud. rolling loud, rolling out, okay? <laughs> to T.I., as well, right? And I ain't gonna stay on this too long, but I just, no one has ever been in somebody's business that should not have been like T.I. is in in this situation. If there's anyone on the face of this earth who got bigger fish to fry (laughs) that happened to already be in the grease as we speak, okay? It's you. Shut up. What are you doing? Just say you hate gay people. That's all you have to say, because then it's not confused. You don't look stupid. You know what I'm saying? You're clear. Just say it, because when you do things like what T.I. did, which would say if Lil Nas X can kick his shit in peace, so can the baby. Hashtag equality. <laughs> you know how dumb you got to be to, 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 for that to be your take on all of this. It just shows that you got a problem. Wasn't nobody even talking when to you. When shutting up you is literally, always an option. That's the craziest and part And you're the last the person who needs to be talking. You don't know what gay person is working at the county. You don't know what gay person is working in that court. Uh, system that you in you don't know who has AIDS house. or HIV who's living with AIDS and HIV yeah in his house that was in the bedrooms because you know it's not just women that have been named in those those takeaways from being like mm. having those situations and I hate to even bring that up because I don't like speaking about allegations that are serious like that and I really love Tiny so like I don't you know what I'm saying I don't want none of this to get fucked up but like you shouldn't be talking about nothing right now, let alone gay people, because this is the kind of shit that people have spent lifetimes being disrespected about. And all it takes is one person who's lived past that and still got a chip on their shoulder that's involved in your shit right now to hear what you said right now. And it's guess what it is. You're going to be the one like Karen Huger said. And that's why you're going to sing sing. <laughs> that's going to be you next. OK, if it's a if it's a queer on staff that's mad about the world and the way they've been treated. So shut the fuck up. That's all I have to say. And we can just move on like he should have. So last week we also had an episode titled Black Summer, which was an episode that was sponsored by Target. Asante. Target. (laughs) Shout out to Target. They've been loving up on us this month. Yes. Did you find anything? Sorry, Target, for today. (laughs) 
Shout right. out to Target and shout out to <laughs> and shout out to all of y'all for that came to the live stream. All right, well then, Christian, uh, he submitted to the emails, uh, Black Summers. I too was sent away every summer to stay with both my grandmothers. My dad's mom uh, lived in Little Rock, Arkansas. Shout out to Summers in Arkansas. They were always fun, just like Dustin said. And I'd opened and I'd spend the first excuse me. I'd spend the first half. Of the summer there being the apple of my grandmother's eye. She taught me American Sign Language, how to swim, and how to make mac and cheese, lol. Usually around July, I'd go back go back to my mom in Fayette, uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, for a week. And then she'd send me to my grandmother and great-grandmother's house in a small rural town of Littleton, North Carolina. Max population, 500. I always thought I was going back in time. I always thought I was going back inside when I went to Littleton because nobody had cell phone service. Everything was closed on Sundays. There was only one stoplight and one fast food restaurant, a Hardee's. Nevertheless, I I loved hanging out with my grandma. I love hanging out with my grandma, cousins, aunts, uncles, and bonus relatives. We spent evenings catching lightning bugs, jumping on my cousin's trampoline, and watching scary movies. It made me so much closer to my family. It's one of those memories that I'm thankful to my parents, especially my mom, for always prioritizing. Shout out to you, Christian. That felt real, real black summer. I loved that. That made me happy when I read that. I was like, oh, this is cute. What about you, friend? What did you find out there in them black summer streets? Um, <clears throat> so shout out to Ryan, right? Like Ryan, who is a homie of ours, hey, who hey, remembered that friend. the game I was trying to remember that I said it was like an adult version of tag <laughs> is Manhunt. Did y'all not play that? Manhunt. Yeah, I play that now. <laughs> Somebody said, was it, uh, <laughs> what is it? Go get it. What's that game? Hide and go get it. That's literally what I thought you were going to say. And that's the only thing I could think. So I was like, I'm just going to not. Now you call me a fast ass. (laughs) I'm like, that is not what I was playing. It was Manhunt. Okay. But I really could not remember that. And then in the Patreon streets, shout out to Tasha Mac Management. I feel like we've been on her. Yes, Tasha Mac Management. (laughs) She said one of her favorite summertime memories is coming up with hood dance routines with all the neighborhood girls. I remember. Yeah, and that is so cute. You you either were, uh, doing double dutch, getting your hair braided on the stoop, or creating some dance routine to whatever DJ Clue mixtape <laughs> was blasting in Harlem. So or DJ Drama, shout out DJ to that. Clue. Right. So that was cute. I'm happy that you guys love that episode because it really was fun to create it and kind of just get all nostalgic, especially with everything going on in the world. It was like fun to just talk about what bodega candy you were eating when you were six. You know, just like some healthy uh, forms of escapism. So I'm glad that you guys are able to join us in that. Dustin, did you find anything in the streets? Shout out to King Jared 86, King J-A-R-R-E-T-T-86, who said, look at Dustin, got me over here reminiscing about playing Curb on Bagol Street back in Flint. Hashtag memories, friends on pod. Real ones only, because so if you know about cute. Bagol Street from Flint, then you you do you real. So shout out to <laughs> J. Michael. Um, shout out to Jermaine Ryan527, uh, who said, currently listening to this week's episode, Dustin on Friends on Pod, Wheels In was it. Best memories about the hall was the yearly trip to Wheels In. We would do Looney t- white Looney Tune shirts to Cedar Point. One year we did matching Cedar visors Point. with the book here, Bill. So clearly we all had the same experience, including... Best or 
B.A. style file girl. B.A. style file oh, girl. I love her. Said, rolling on the floor, laughing out loud. Dustin, I too had the best chicken in Arkansas. Right outside of Eudora, Arkansas, there was a chicken spot inside the gas station and it was lit. So look, it's unanimous. Okay. <laughs> gas station it's chicken unanimous. is lit, huh? Yes. I can't imagine, but I, I believe y'all. So it was cute too. I think the coolest part is that we all grew up in different cities, but somehow had the same childhood. Like, how is same. that possible? Same. How is that possible? Same. Oh, I, I didn't get a chance to grab it. I was going to show you all the penny candy that that episode inspired ah, me to yeah. order from Amazon. Maybe we'll take a break at some point and I'll be able to grab it. But anyway, with that being said, we also want to thank you for joining us on the live stream that we had on Saturday, the 24th with Getting yes. Grown in partnership with yes. Target and a bunch of our incredible friends joined us like uh, Claude and Chuck from Lewis York and yes. State of Black Music Podcast, like I mentioned in the Black yes. Business, as well as <laughs> Crystal and Kid Fury of The Read, our friend Toya right. yes. of Analog right. Girl yes. Podcast. Who else am I missing? Spree Wilson. We Me. had Mary. Mm -hmm. I Mary mean, Akpa. Mary yes. Akpa. Like, we literally just had the whole gang and thank you to the production crew that we worked with they were super super incredible they were awesome thorough you know we had some technical difficulties in the beginning because live streaming was new for all of us and just trying to get it all together but it was fun i saw someone say in the in the stream this is a hot mess but i love it <laughs> <laughs> who said that <laughs> <laughs> it was you know we were trying to figure was it, fun. trying to figure it out it was new for us like we said but it was so yeah. so 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 fun so fun can't wait to do it again thanks target right thanks so target dope. And thank yep. you again, everybody, for coming. We know y'all had fun. We could tell. Yes, <laughs> like, the chat was were, moving the whole time. Yes, <laughs> we were sitting there. And Target said that it exceeded their expectations, which is always mm. a nice thing to hear when you're working with a brand and we're trying to figure out different ways to continue to working together. And especially with the uh, bonus episodes that we've created, we have one yeah. more that we did for you guys. Yeah. You guys sent in those Q&A questions where we had the listeners produce the episode. We just recorded it. Very, very funny, very insightful, very good episode. You guys sent in hundreds of questions and we narrowed it down to the best ones that we felt, or not the best ones, but the ones that we felt would make the best episode. And really, we have enough left for like two or three more of those at some point. So Even an After Dark episode. Yes, because some of them were pretty edgy <laughs> and, you know, it was still a Target partnership, so we had to keep right. it cool. But we'll definitely uh, spin the block on that. <laughs> On that structure for you guys. So I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything else about the live stream or the bonus episodes. Nope. No. Great experience. Just just excited to continue that relationship and have more moments like that to connect with everybody since we can't go on fucking tour. Ugh. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to that doing that again. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, there's gonna be a lockdown after seeing the Rolling Loud audience and seeing tweets mm -hmm. of people feeling sick and coming back home. Is Rolling Loud over or is there more are there more concerts or people? There's more. I have to travel tomorrow, not tomorrow, Thursday, and I low key don't want to. Cause it's like I do not want to mm -hmm. be on a flight with anybody that was at Rolling Loud. <laughs> like because I'm headed to the West Coast and I just do not want to cross paths, you know? Girl, 
Hey, I'm supposed to go to Rolling Loud in December. I think it's in L.A. in December. You're going to go? So hopefully by then I have that. Well, in December, yeah. Well, girl, you know I didn't. I got the shot, honey. So I'll just yeah, mask up still, and put on my cloth. I can wear, people. you know I like wearing flight jumpsuits anyway. So I put on me like a jumpsuit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A ski mask. I'm going to be so uh, dope. And it's December suit. so I can lay yeah. up. Yeah, so I look I look forward to it. Yeah, I mean that's if it's even still happening. To be honest, because the way it's shit be, is looking, to be quite honest, yeah, it don't look like we're, we're going in the direction of of being outside like we thought. So yeah. you said Acon locked up. <laughs> they won't yeah. let me out. Yeah, shit's a little crazy <laughs> out here. I was in the Uber with Jade, and the driver was really sick. And not only was he really sick. He put down his mask and started wiping his nose. I'm like, bruh, oh, that defeats no, the purpose no, of the mask. No. Like, I was like looking at him stunned. I was like, we got to get out of this car. There's no way. I know you reported that shit. Like, there's no, like, when I tell you he was sick, like, just full out sick, and then had the mask down to keep doing this. Look, you know, you do this, you know, like, he mm-hmm. kept doing I'm like, bruh, and putting it on the steering wheel, obviously, to drive. Mm-hmm. I looked at Jade like we gotta get oh, the fuck out. No. We gotta get out this snotty ass car. Oh, I hate that what feeling. The hell? But anyways, yuck. Asante, booger man. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> want to do any prep before our guest arrives, but I will say really quickly, thank you to XO Joy Bell OX, who also Joy. goes by Petty Labelle. <laughs> Twitter. First and foremost, Joy has followed us for years so and sweet. held it down. Okay, have to thank that account down. because she's the one who tweeted out what we got to do to get Don Richard on the friend zone with a funny ass picture of I think it was someone from SpongeBob smashing down into the ground and they, you know <laughs> with angst, and then Don tweeted her back and said when. And where? And here we are. Literally, what four days later after she tweeted that. Yes. So, Joy, you Instant. get you get some uh, production credit on this episode because you definitely helped us okay. get the ball rolling, and we appreciate our listeners for looking out for us like that. Triple shout out to Joy. I just can't stop thinking her enough because she's somebody like I remember tweeting her back in the day. We used to DM back in the day. Dawn's always followed her. So, you know, Dawn's a real one. She Joy's a it. real one. We's real ones. <laughs> I just like that the ecosystem is just so tight. That's what I love about our show. And I'm just so excited for today and our audience and her crowd and everybody coming together and jamming and laughing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great day. I put out some prompts on Twitter and Patreon just saying, you know, we're going to be we're going to have Don Richard if there's any questions you have. And I think the cutest part was how many people were like, congratulations Asante! (laughs) 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 Oh, yes. They just know how happy you are. As I was like preparing for this episode, part of me was like, maybe I shouldn't prepare. We just need to have a conversation because it's been so many years. And me and Don, every time I would see her, she was always so like open and free with me and and there's a, a level of trust there that I just I'm I can't believe that has still been there. Like when we were DMing, she was just like, I'm excited. Like <laughs> you don't know how like like we overdo. And I'm like, 
don't be doing this to me. And she's always done this to me. So I'm really excited. For That's why I had to structure the episode out because she's really going to try to keep uh, sideswiping me. But I'm really excited for everybody to like, get a piece of not only her energy, but her energy with us because our energies are so similar. I feel like we're on similar wavelengths on the fact that we just have work ethics of where we just like to be in our own lane and make it the best lane. Right. We're not looking at everybody else's lane trying to take what they got. Like we're all about expanding what we have and helping other people along the way as well. So just love when your faves, when your values align. So, you know, slight work. I was listening to her music. I was like, you know what? Let me let me get consumed by the Don Rashad experience. So I was in the shower letting her music blast while I had my uh, speaker, you know, in the bathroom. You know how we do. And okay. she has so many bomb new songs that I guess I just hadn't even been aware of that she is because she's constantly working. I think that's something people don't constantly, realize. Constantly. Yeah. Because even I was telling a friend like, yeah, we have Don Richard coming and And they were like, oh, shit. Like she's still putting out. I'm like, yeah, go to her Spotify. It's lit. Like there's record after record after record. Dope collaborations. I love that she has stepped more into the dance lane, too. Um, Cause I yes. saw songs with Junior Sanchez. Shout out to Junior Sanchez. That's family. Me and him are part of a Brobot Music Collective. When when I was younger, <laughs> so he's like family, family. <laughs> um, he Felix the House Cat. I mean, all of the like dance icons. So it's cool to see her step into that lane, and and I think it's a lane that you remember how back in the day it was like people were scared to step in that lane. Like it almost meant like you were like corny or lame or like, you know, like you had to do pop. And if you did R&B or if you did dance, it was like you weren't lit or you weren't at the top. And it's almost like you were relegated to like that kind of music. But that's our music. You know, that's the range that most art not. And most artists can't even do that. Most artists can't jump from pop to R&B to dance and execute each sound the way that she does. So I think if anything, it's a true talent and testament of her ability because she can really rock any type of genre. Literally yes. any genre, whether it's dancing, writing, singing, composing, arranging. And I, we love to see it. I'm excited to kind of like dig into her inspirations and interests and seeing like I saw a lot of questions that our, our listeners had. Like, how do you decide what an album is going to sound like when you are someone who yes. can do anything? That's definitely a question I want to tap into because it's like, where do you go when you're such a like wet, like infinite well of sounds. So I'm curious and excited to tap in. She'll be here in a couple minutes too, which is like, yeah. Like the suspense is killing me. <laughs> you're so cute. I almost want to like go. Look, I don't want her to show up while uh, I'm gone and be like, I, I just don't want to be here when she gets here. That would be so rude for the host to not be here. But I, I can't, I just have to like come in and I, I can't do this. You, got, you need had a so headspace meditation for five minutes? I need to get on to the headspace <laughs> right now. Somebody open up the in-flight entertainment. Okay, I need it. <laughs> Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them, but time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at TMCF.org. 
Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Hello, everybody. All right. <laughs> How are you? Man, 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 Don Richard is in the building. Hey, burr, 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 burr. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, your She's voice just so is good. so from the nine, from the nine, from the nine. What up, Dawn? Yeah, it's an honor. You guys are like amazing. So it's oh. a pleasure. I've been a fan of you guys for a long time. And uh, just thank you for everything you've done. You like no I've known idea. you and met you guys through my life and yes. moments. And I remember you and your impact. So thank you. Oh, I just got chills. That means so much. <laughs> yes. Like, wow, Dawn. You want to talk about being a damn fan. I've been such a fan since day one. Like, day one, album one, armor on, goddammit. Come like, on. I have always been we need a armor. fan of this music. And we need <laughs> armor, okay? I can hear it now. And don't make me start pop-locking it. <laughs> just, just really appreciative I mean, of your art. I'm happy you're here, Dawn, for real. I'm happy and if, Since we're doing it, you know, it is the 10-year anniversary mm. of your mixtape, A Telltale Heart. Telltale Heart. 10 years. That's what? I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. That's insane. Wow. No, You're insane. It's champion. still all about me, myself, and why. Like, yeah. look, we are just trying so hard not to stand over each other, okay? Okay? No, this is awesome. I, man, I remember when, where I was and, and when that project happened, and I was super at a crossroads. Ten years is insane to me. I, I never would have thought that that trajectory would lead me here. So, yeah. damn. Wow. That was an incredible project. Me and my, one of my best friends, James Matthews, shout out to James. James. We, we, we both like fell out when we heard <laughs> the champion song on that Telltale yeah. Heart project. To this day, we play it repeatedly. So just wow. Nothing's Thank changed. It's been hits after hits after hits, Dawn. I appreciate I mean, that. I, yeah. I'm so humbled. Even thinking about your sound then versus your sound today, it's... I don't want to say it's the same because it's evolved, but mm-hmm. you've never strayed away from who you were. Mm. You've always kept it interesting. You've always owned being multidimensional on. And, and, and been able to persevere and transform. Consistently original. That's what it's Thank been. It's you. been consistent originality. I'm so glad. <laughs> with these last two projects, I feel like um, they're more like rooted but uh-huh. there's always those there's been those elements in all of your projects. So tell us more about, I guess, rooting yourself later on in your career and uh, the foundation of where you came from. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I'm so happy to have this conversation because I feel like it's so it's powerful when you uh, are working or speaking with people who know you, who see you. Right. Um, so this is like dope to me. Um, I believe it or not, when I created a record called Bulletproof a mm-hmm. long time ago, that was the setup to tell everyone where I wanted to go. Mm. Um, and nobody really paid attention. And that was during Tell to Heart World. That was during that time. I had long ago knew where I wanted to go. And I remember creating that record and I had no clue that it was being shopped to Madonna and Lady Gaga at the time. Mm. And I found, funny thing is I found out about this when I was talking with my publishing company that I'm now signed to. Like I just got my first publishing deal. 
Congratulations. 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 Dawn. Big, wow, look, big dog. Okay. No, it's not it. It took it's because of, it took my catalog to get it, but but um mm-hmm. it took a lot of work and hard work to get it. But mm-hmm. uh, they told me the reason then they knew that they wanted to work with me then and they let me know that Gaga and 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 Madonna were shopping for that record and for some random reason it never got to them. I now know what that reason was, but you know the reality is I was in a tight situation where I was only being cuddled like this, and I could never mm-hmm. grow. Um, mm-hmm. All that to say, that sound emulated where I was going to come to these two projects now, and I feel like I knew that then, and it took eight years of my career, eight to nine years of my career, to say, okay, now. I want to make the records that can fully expand like Bulletproof did. And these last two projects really embody what Telltale Heart in the first beginnings of my career was. Um, and the freedom that I always wanted uh, exists in these two projects where R&B is still very present. Soul is still very much there, but expansion is there as well. You make it so hard for me when I'm listening to your music because I am... I feel like, you know, everybody has whatever their buy-in is, right? But it's so R&B at the... I don't want to sound... I don't want to downplay any of what you do because it's also great to me. So I'm trying to be very careful no, about what I could, say. No, but you but can downplay if some things don't resonate and others do. That's art. But it's not even... You know what I'm saying? But that's not even what it is. It's it's real, like, I want to feel like you... I want to say your R&B feels understated and everything else kind of drives it. It's it's so weird how interesting and cool your process is. Just tell me what your process is when it comes to making these records, when it's like choosing music or even writing it, because you just have such an interesting ear for how you use not only not only your words as instrumentation, but even I mean not only your voice as instrumentation, but words it seems almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh enunciation, choice of the way in which you choose to say a word, inflections, not saying a word, skipping over, all those things are story. Mm-hmm. It's concept, mm-hmm. right? I build concept first. And honestly, if you're building concept, nine times out of 10, it's not going to be something that's relatable or it's not going to be a mainstream or a formula that's going to be liked by the mass because they mm-hmm. want something catchy. They want something trendy. I don't right. build off the trend, which makes me not a popular writer. It makes me not someone mm-hmm. that's going to be your favorite go-to person to go write your next hit. I want to make a concept. Right. And that concept drives the force of how I really go into the record. My tone automatically makes it R&B. And I think people Mm -hmm. don't understand that the tone and choice, how I melodically choose to be a part of a record is already going to make the record the understatement that you're talking about, that's the denominator. Mm-hmm. That's the line. Even when mm-hmm. I was in Danity Kane, they made me the melody with Drea because Drea was the ultimate pop and I was the ultimate R&B. It was the sound mm-hmm. of Danity Kane at that right. time. It was the sound because I was the bottom of it and she was the top. That was the idea yep. of putting two different genres together. That was not like me being favorited. It was what we were as a formula and the girls set yep. in between. It was that like spectrum. I choose to go at my records the same way as a spectrum. Um, And the underlying denominator will always be that R&B sound. And when people say, oh, well, you left R&B to go. It's never left. It's always been there. But I layer it with all these different things so that it never feels like it strays, but it does expand. It does move. But but that's how I choose to go about it. And 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 as I grow, like depending on the concept of the album is how much of that layering happens. Right. For something like a new breed soul was the presence of that so the this the spectrum wasn't as large there was no need for me to have a huge pop 
or a huge electronic spectrum there because jazz, uh, New Orleans, R&B, soul was the root of that. So I stopped the spectrum to the concept where it needed to be. Whereas something like Blackheart, it was ever, it was an infinitesimal, right? It was ever going, right? That spectrum had a denominator, but man, the expansion at the top led me to go as far as I could dream, right? As far Mm -hmm. as I could dream and show the process that black music, that a black voice can expand that much. And everybody Mm. targets, I want this to be armed. We're we're losing the fact that R&B and black voices has, we have so much versatility that we can expand Mm -hmm. in such a way that most can't. But we're so stuck culturally on needing the box because it feeds us that we're forgetting that we have, we were bred to not have boxes, right? We were never supposed to be sitting in a box. So that's the process I go through based off that. I mean, my question as someone who clearly makes music in a more intuitive way, and how do you tap into where the next project is going to go? Do you like go away, you know, into retreat mode? Do you just kind of sink, sink into all the music you're into? Like, what is the process for you when you're about to release and birth a new sound for us? I love y'all so much. Um, I am so, I, I realized that I, I had a, I did a session recently uh, with Brie Runway. She's so dope, by the way. Oh, and they just asked. They literally, I mm-hmm. prompted yeah. saying, do you guys have any questions? And the first question was, will you do a song with Brie Runway? I would be, I, I'd be honored. I, like the re- reality is I, I've been so comfortable with being alone. I have written for the last eight years as a solo artist. I went from, you know, Dirty Money and and Danity King was entourage You go in the studio and it's pounds of people. You get, get, and then keep in mind, when we started in the studio, there were cameras. So there was never a comfortability in a, usually your studio session is your Mm. canvas. You're supposed to go mess up. But we didn't have that luxury. Like it was like, we mess up and thousands of people, millions of people are watching us at our worst, mm, right? I didn't even think of that. Think mm. of that, right? And yeah. then I went from that to Dirty Money, whereas you'd be singing and then just the best of the best would walk in. Like, just, <laughs> you like, what the, you know, hey, Beyonce, <laughs> hey, Jay. Right, right, right. Like, what, like, you know, any session, just jump, Justin Timberlake, what's up, we're going on this out. Like, it was a different, so there was always <laughs> right. this like this. Mm-hmm. And I never really wanted that. So when I got to my solo career, my process became me. I never mm. had anyone in the studio with me, ever. I would write, and if I had another producer, that was about the extent of my process. That is a good thing and also a bad thing because I got really good at being alone and building this without opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not always mm-hmm. a good thing as an artist, right? Because then you become one-minded, you visualize yourself, and no one's there to kind of say, reel it in, reel it in. Right. Um, but I liked the feeling of being able to create on my own. The first time I got back out has been Brie. It's been a long time since I've been in a session where if I'm writing for someone, I just write by myself and then send the music out. This was the first time I was in the studio with with everybody again and feeling that feel. And what I realized is I have I am a hermit that I've not built for that world. I, you know, I was I felt so awkward and I get it, it was cool to be a part of it. And it, but it was just like, yo, I realized how much I have trained myself to be here. Right. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. better here for it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a really a great experience. I would not have come out for anyone. I, I, th- I think she's just that cool. She's dope to me. She reminds me of what we were uh, coming up, like her flow. Uh, but it did also say, t- t- teach me like, 
I have become this recluse and I like that <laughs> process. I do. Yeah. So that is my process. When I'm about to birth something, I go into hibernation. I go into this cocoon and I just dream as crazy mm. as I can and then scale back. And then I study mm. and I research and I say, OK, what's the pulse like right now? My pulse won't fit here, but I don't say, well, my pulse won't fit here, so I'm taking this record away. I say, Dawn, you're probably not going to get on radio. You're probably, this won't work, but maybe this is for here. What's KCRW playing? What's college radio playing? I start to strategically Mm -hmm. see how I can fit within the world by building what I can because I can't afford you know, mainstream. Payola is great. They act like that doesn't exist, but the truth is it it does. I can't yeah. compete. Of course, it as it's a business. It's a business. Um, yeah. And I and most mm-hmm. artists who are indie, they have a massive management. You know, like uh, Tanache is indie, but she has Rock Nation, right? Rock there's Nation. Really, yeah. There's like you know, you can she can still move. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have the luxury of that, right? So I've got to be very specific, and so that's how I go into my process. I cocoon, and then I research about the strategic marketing about how I'm going to do this, where I still come out winning. Uh, but also not compromising my sound. Uh, and that has been a, you know, I'm, I'm learning I have a little bit of a crutch because I got to get back into the world again after being a recluse. And I'm, I'm you know, I was off footing. You know, it was kind of like, I was like, oh my God, it's mm-hmm. like being blind and then coming out and you, it's like, what the hell is going on? And I feel like I'm just getting back into the pulse of things as a writer now. Uh, and it's new, it's a new world for me. Yeah. Again. It's, it's crazy to hear you say that. And it's not that I, well, I do see you as invincible, but, um, <laughs> It's almost crazy to hear you say that because it seems like you make everything seem so easy. Like when it comes to your <laughs> errors, I mean, I, I know I you'd be going laugh. through whatever you go through, right? <laughs> but you always, if there is one thing that I know about Don Richard, right? There is going to be music. There is going to be visuals. There is going to fashion. be, uh, it's going to be interesting. So technology or fashion is going to be involved with it. Like I know these every time you have an era, right? So what was it like? How how did you build those eras, and then versus how did they execute? Right, <laughs> like you know, did, <laughs> what was that like? Um, y'all, I swear, every time I do something, I'm like, fuck, I need a budget. Like I just, you know, I like I know what I'm capable of. Like I know yeah. what I see from my like I, and so I just go there immediately. And then keep in mind, my career started that way. And I felt like in my career, when I was at that place, I couldn't do the things that I saw us capable of doing. Like I wanted Danny D. Kane at the level visually as I see what I'm the project that I, you know, the things I'm doing now. I want like Dirty I wanted those things and we had the budgets, but we couldn't do those things. And now here I am and I have all these concepts. And the first thing I go to is a thousand. And then I say, OK, financially. what's realistic Mm. you know and that becomes the fun part it wasn't fun at first it wasn't because it was heartbreaking to realize that I want to I want to create this like Blackheart was that was the most money I've ever spent it went broke um Mm. because I I really was the music was so beautiful it was really really where I wanted it and I visually wanted to go for it you know Titans was so powerful blow like these records were like yes I was Swim. doing, I mean, oh my God. but I understand I was spending so much money and nobody cared. Like right. the Tide visual, I would, that animation, I was oh like, my it was God. just, I was spending so much money and the visuals just was, you know, maybe a million, maybe 500,000 people viewing it. It wasn't 
the impact wasn't as big as the amount of financing I was putting. And I was so passionate about it and I didn't have a team. So it didn't didn't go the way I thought it should have gone. It was just so dope to me. And it was heartbreaking. But it also when I sit back was like, God damn it, we did that, though. Right. Like we did mm-hmm. that. Right. We, you did. Like we did that. And um, that's the battle, y'all. Like that's the battle that I go through. I, I And so each era, I just aim for as high as I could go. And I, that saying is so real, like aim for, you know, the galaxy and you'll, you know, if you don't fall you short, you'll land in the, the stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah. Real. And so like, that's what I do every project. And as I become more seasoned, I, I understand, I give myself a break. I wasn't giving myself a break. I would really be hard on myself about why, how to compete. Right. And I'm really just competing with myself. So now I just do what I know is possible without being homeless in the process. And that's <laughs> yeah. been like the balance of the truth of how I how I utilize my space, because honestly, I've learned no matter how dope you are, if you don't have a cosign, if they don't love you, if they're not telling, you know, giving you love in public, it's rough, just a rough reality. Um, and, and, you know, that's the truth of it. So you got to do it for a different reason. And I've come to terms with it feeds me each era to go that high and then to find my balance and create something that moves me and hopefully you guys in the process. But, you know, be OK with that, like be OK with if you're going to go this route, it may not be your popular route. You know, what I mean, it may be just something that those will look at later in life. And that's kind of the choice that I made as an artist uh, because I didn't have that choice. And now because I didn't have that choice, it created a monster in me to make just really good projects that have those type of errors, like just really pay attention to the distribution of how to, you know, how to respect the art. If it's good sonically, make sure the visual is just as great. Mm. You've married that. And it's, I'm so glad that you referenced visuals. One thing, the recurring theme that I've noticed through your art and what you give to us, right. is just storytelling. There's just a, 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 a heavy presence of story in every fucking thing that you do. 86 was one of the most beautiful records I had ever heard in my life. By far. And the, 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 the story, that song literally brings me like to tears. And so literally the, um, the story that you told through the dance, there's even a video on YouTube of you in like rehearsals for, for the dance uh, sequences in that video. Mm-hmm. And we can watch you tell the story through the way your fucking body is moving. Mm-hmm. So how do you marry? And, and that's not just um, isolated to 86. That's present in every visual that you've given us. You dance. I remember yeah. when you performed at um, Moby Fest in yeah, New York a couple of years ago. You But you danced. You were dancing in that leopard. And, I, and to this day, I watch that video on YouTube now. So talk to me about the, imp- the importance of including dance in the art that you create. I've never really... I've never really found dance to be absent in anything yeah. that you do. So talk to me about, about why that's such a priority for you as an artist. What's crazy is people don't realize dance was first in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. that was the first. My mom, that was, I was younger. I didn't, music came. Shout out so, to your family. Yeah, your mom, your my mom, they, know, they know all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it came first and, and it was something that was the most natural to me uh, because it was around me, right? Um, and music came later because my dad, you know, I, I didn't really love my voice at the time. That took time for me, whereas dance okay. felt natural. Uh, so 
when I felt like I needed to have a conversation or an outlet, dance usually was the first choice of healing for me. It wasn't music. It wasn't singing. Um, and I find that when I am stumped musically or when I'm stumped lyrically and I can't quite convey what I feel I need to say, dance always seems to finish the sentence. Mm. Um, and when I got into the line for dance, for, for making the band, my audition first was dance, wasn't singing. Wow. wow. Right. So Lorianne was my first person I met. Uh-oh. It was the Boom reason, it was the, <laughs> it was the reason I made the band. She, her and Andre Harrell, that was, that was who believed mm-hmm. it was the dance oh, that say, every time. Um, yeah, rest in peace, Andre. And then, you know, again, I don't care. I, this is up for debate, but I don't know of any girl group to dance extensively the way we did uh, in a girl yeah. group. I just I, we could argue that, but I I know the the vis the, the the choice of cadence, how we danced in the group. I don't know of many girl groups to sustain that level of 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 dance intensity and sing live the way we were at that time. Um, yeah, and that's that was, real. That was powerful for me as a dancer. And I wanted to continue mm-hmm. that because when Dirty Money came, I felt I couldn't do that anymore because Puff mm-hmm. and Kay didn't really have that part of them in them anymore. And I lost a bit of that, right? That mm-hmm. bit of that choreography mm-hmm. that I love so much. So when I left, I was really hungry. And when my yeah. solo career came, it needed I, I needed to be fed again. And I needed to be fed at the capacity I was being fed when I was in Danity King because we were dancing extensively. Um, and I lost that for those four years of dirty money. Uh, so throughout the eras, it has been just feeding myself, right? It's been like, yeah. a, it has been imperative for me to create motion within every era because I feel like not everybody resonates just sonically, like test taking. Everyone don't take tests well. Right. They, yeah. they, yeah. And I don't want to skip those who may hear and feel a story being told to them in any way or shape or form. So wow. if they miss it lyrically, they see it visually. There is no mistaking mm. the concept of this era because I want to feed it to you and respect that every person takes a test or receives the answers differently. And that's always yes. been like a part of who I am as an artist is making sure the message is seen or heard. And I don't want to make sure there's any mistake that that message is there. And so I try to give it, you know, feed it in different ways, whether it's through tech, whether it's through dance, whether it's through sound, just a sensory overload. Yeah. Dawn is is dope as Mm -hmm. hell. (laughs) She's fucking amazing. I'm just sitting here. I think this is the quietest I've ever been on an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so good. Like, Dawn, you have no idea. First of all, y'all was talking about Moby Fest and I'm still mad that I could not get in. It was so I came, I, I had weed on me, they was hating, so that's, yeah. it's legal now, I can say that, okay, right. so, but you know, every time, I remember you hitting yeah. me after that, I'm that's so sorry so too, cause that sucks, no, it, like, it, that's just, that's look, I, I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing, you I can't, sure well, I don't care, yeah, but, look, 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 thank you, look, thank you, <laughs> like, but, um, you ain't hurt nobody, like, that, nobody. thank you, but one thing about that, look, it, that broke a streak for me, cause it was like, Every yes. time you came to New York, I would see you. Yep. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. You could have, and I mean, you were booking every venue possible, right? Because I'm at motherfucking uh, Legendary, SOB seeing you, uh, Mercury yes. Room seeing you, New like York all these different places. Me. Yeah, New York is good to me. I've always like had really massive, it's just because I was birthed there, like musically birthed mm-hmm, there. So mm-hmm. like 
the love in New York. London and New York has just been outstanding. And every show we go, it'd be hot, sweaty, it'd be Hell yeah. I saw you at Highline Ballroom. Remember Asante with PJ Morton? Me and Fran were at the same concert and didn't even realize we were there. And we saw you open for PJ. Killing it. Rocking. Like, we're just rocking. And I'm just so grateful. Like, you know, and I and I try like live is such an experience for me. Like it's such a like people don't realize if it I ain't never had like that's the that's the one thing that like I've always wanted is to touch people like me. I never had that. And live does it for me. And people don't realize I don't I never did meet and greets. I would perform mm. and then after the show, I just that's go it. out and just talk to people for like Mm-hmm. Hours like just sit out every and we time. every every show, especially <laughs> every in time. New York. Really did. Yeah, and never asked for every money. Time. I would just come out and be like, "What's good?" And we would just talk about everything. And I would just sit in the front of the house and we would just talk to each other. And I always felt like, "Damn, that feeds me." That like I, it's something about it. And um, New York just always did that for me. And that's where I've I've been lucky enough to see you you guys' faces like almost every show I've developed family yeah, for from real. it. And Listen, New York is just one of those shows. New York it, it when never you was failed. on Wendy when you was on Wendy performing, which was amazing by the Thank way. Yes, it's so good seeing you up there killing it, looking good. She was yes. like, Do you live in New York now? I was waiting for you to say yeah, because I was like, the hearts would go up. Yes. You probably wouldn't get no sleep if you moved to New York because <laughs> you have no idea the type of communities that you create. Like every time every time I've come to your shows, I've waited in line like trying to hide, but I've always seen like uh, people from the show from yes. our show that are like, Oh my God, like you're at the Don concert, of course you are. And I'm like, like, yeah, of course I am. And then we become a little system too. And so it's like so dope to know that you have such great intention and we put such great intention behind our work and our audiences collide, but it's not for show. And no, you're just real. so amazed. I just can't stop saying how amazing you are because you do so much and it's like, I know you need these budgets and you deserve these budgets, but I'm so <laughs> thankful that you fight and that you give us everything that you got at every turn. Because at a live, when you're live, every time you are on, like I saw you perform at your own shows. I saw you perform at the DK shows. Shout out to either your best friend or your cousin or somebody that was working the merch table. Sandra, I bought the my shirt. My best friend, my best friend. She yeah. called me out. She was like, are you leaving? I was like, no, I'm just coming to buy a shirt. And she sold me the shirt. And, yeah. and by the way, it's so dope that for your girl group, how you do solo stuff mm-hmm. and you come back. Always. For me, that makes me think of K-pop artists, how it's not a problem for them to be there to be 10 of them in a group. Them do solo music, come back. It's just regular because it's just it's just doing things that we love, whether it's yeah. together, whether it's separate. And you're just I so I never amazing. had a problem with that. Like, I would do it with Dirty Money. I'd do it. I like I know you know it's been a it's been a long time since that show but like I think I just really was hella misunderstood and painted crazy but like I don't think people realize like I loved my groups like I, I that was yeah. never the issue I just wanted us to be more I really Man. believe in working fucking hard for your work and your your craft mm-hmm. and I just what what my issue was always was we got to work like we can't just expect like we got to do the work and we never really did it. And I think that was most most of our downfall is that some worked harder than others and saw the vision mm-hmm. differently. Um, with Dirty Money, it was the same thing. Like, I think we all worked severely hard. We just got devastated. The moment someone didn't get it, we quit. And I just I, I just wish we didn't do that. I, I, I like all my groups. I just wish we would have fought 
a little harder for the process. And so when my project came on my own, I just promised myself I would never like quit on it, you know, never quit on it because I had been quit on twice before. And I didn't like the feeling of that. And so I will never quit on you guys. You give me your time. You pay. You come. How dare I if I don't give you guys what you have invested in? Like music heals people. Sometimes that's all you have. And it would be a shame of me to do that. It would be a shame to be of service and then give shitty service. (laughs) Right. How did did you keep? (laughs) I'm curious. How did you keep your identity as a creative being in these two groups, like how do you tap into how you feel, what you want to talk about, how you want to express your art form when you are a part of a group with other people that you have to kind of, not that you guys had to be uniform, but you know, there's a cohesiveness no, that you yeah. also have to be mindful of. Yeah. Mad respect to anybody in a group, mad respect, because I don't think you, you like, it's just really hard. It's, 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 that's a really good question. I don't know the formula. Obviously, I right. lost two groups. Two groups I lost. <laughs> so obviously, I didn't get that shit right. I'm not going to even front like I know. You know, I, you know, I don't know the formula. What I did my best was what I found I enjoyed was it forced me to figure out how to find my identity as well as be a part of it. That was a challenge for me. And right. I enjoyed that. I did. I was lucky because my tone set set the precedence. I never it had to try yep. because it just mm-hmm. was what it was. And uh, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to fight too much for an identity because my sound kind of stuck. It, it stood it on its own enough for me to have that thing because that's a new world, like that low level voice, that alto, that that was something that really wasn't present in girl groups. Usually people who had lower tones, they weren't singing lead a lot. Right. And it was ironic that I wasn't necessarily a lead, but they would I would ad lib a lot. And for someone mm-hmm. with my tone in a group like that, that was special because my tone wouldn't normally be the thing cutting through in a girl group like that. So I thought our formula was really cool because that was a, a different presentation. And I thought that was my blessing. Like and I was OK with being the girl, if you really notice, I never sung verses. A lot of times I was hmm. the ad-libber. I ad-libbed. He was rapping. I would flow and then I would go into like ad-libs through Danity Kane. I ad-libbed a lot. You know, my presence was similar there. Um, and I don't think people really realize it. If you go back, it's, it, I, I kind of was the glitter. Like it kind of sprinkled. I never really was the firm versus Dre and Aubrey would kind of have that. Shannon would hang on that bridge. D would normally, D and Shannon would live in the bridge. And mm. I would kind of be the medley of the hook. And then whatever the sprinkle needed was kind of You were the where, sauce. You were the sauce. You know, and I found <laughs> that to be fine. Sauce. I found yeah. that to be fine. Uh, and so that, did we. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it, 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 that's how I create that, that. That's how I found my identity in those moments was okay. I had to be comfortable with that being enough. But my God, did I want us to be more. When I wrote Lights Out, that was kind of the beginning of like Ooh. how I wish mm-hmm. vocally we were where one girl would sing and then the next girl would come in where in the verse five girls sung this one verse. We were so mm-hmm. seamless that we were coming in like this. That was my hope for us is that you couldn't you tell could. where we in the beginning. All of your hands, feet, head, everything <laughs> on lights out. The way y'all are all switching and going That was my dream for us. Production. That was my Ooh. dream for us. And that was the identity that I wanted for us is that we got so tight 
you know, that it was like damn near hopscotch. Exactly. Yeah. I've never seen a girl group do that before. I've never. It's always been, you know, verse, verse, hook. You know, people say uh, Michelle is the bridge queen. You know, like when you think of Destiny's yeah. Child, Michelle yeah. just owns that shit. You know, she's just killing that shit. Like, I wanted us to be something where it was like, them motherfuckers is violent with that. You know, like, them, they are violent <laughs> You gotta with be that. like, wait a minute. Like, we, yeah. like, they are going for it. You know, like, that was what I, but that would take work. That would take understanding harmony that would take like take six levels would take six mm -hmm. remember mm -hmm. would take mm -hmm. they don't sing yep. great separately Singing. but when they sing together that shit is like that presence yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's like that was what but we didn't work we didn't we were fighting we didn't do we didn't it what we we spent too much time doing that when we should have been like seamless and that was what so that was the beginning that was how you know trying to find that identity I wish we could have been there but I think my tone helped me find that identity the best way I could you know my accent the way that was what I could do contribute because you couldn't really do more we were stifled you know let me ask you a question Dawn mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like the some of the the infighting or whatever that would take place in your in the Danity K yeah. group do you believe that that was influenced by the focus on like personal story mm -hmm. that was attached to your existence as a group because of the television show? Like, do you think that with the absence of a TV show and if you guys had been able to kind of go through that development process privately, do you think that would have still manifested itself in that way? Nah, I think it, it, we were it's survival. I okay. think there were too many other elements. Even if we didn't have a television show, we got in a line and was given a manager. We were given a team. We were given a team. Yeah. So like, like, that's like, you don't even know who the girls are going to be yet and you giving us a team, right? So we already getting a team that's built for one thing, but we may not be that thing, right? So there's yeah. that. And then we're on a label that we didn't even, our boss is his own entity. He's so massive that no matter how big we are, we'll never be bigger than him. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. There's that, right? So there was just other things that, like, nah, I think the TV show was, it, it, it helped us, but it hindered us in one way. But I also think we were already destined to fail. Okay. There were too many. We were five girls that were competing against each other and then immediately had to switch to being sisters. That's not realistic. Mm. Sisters don't yeah. even stay That's together. Real. Like that yeah. like Destiny's Child grew up together, had eight multiple switches, and still still went on to do Chloe and Haley, still amazing, mm -hmm. but they sister, they love each other and right. still they are, yeah. they are starting yeah. to go into different realms of who they are because they're just who, that's just what it is. Yeah. They'll stay together, but you can start to see them, their own identity starting to build. Yeah. That's natural. But if you're competing and y'all don't even like, we didn't even know each other. And then all of a sudden yeah, we're supposed to look, yeah. look like, I and think there we was, did a hell there's of a no job. Emotional, there's <laughs> no emotional thread. No too, emotional attack. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, none of us are saying I need to fight for this. This is my sister. <laughs> right. No, no one cares. Right. No one cares. Y'all um, did a hell of a job. Yeah. To stay like together. Yeah. For so mm -hmm. long. I think that like the notes would not have survived like that. I think we tried and then we were culturally different, which is mm -hmm. a whole other thing right oh, as black beast. women yeah like as black women us standing in a room and being told to scoot over and push back because we you know the white girls are the the face because we need a certain thing mm. you know or you know it, like they were just don't wear your hair curly wear it like this yeah, and we yeah. didn't have nobody fighting for the black yeah. agenda in that either and it was there just was so many elements of that that we just didn't 
it, we did, oh, I think we did A-OK, but it, no, we weren't going to, it wasn't just a show. There was so many okay. things going on, man, there, it, sleeping with manager, like, there was just shit crazy. Like, we weren't built, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. Since we're talking about TV, right? Right. Do you watch TV or do you like just being on TV? <laughs> so I don't even like neither, really. Honestly, uh, I I, uh, I don't even watch. Television. You was good on Insecure, though. I like you was so funny. Oh, you on mean Insecure. acting? You mean acting? I love acting. Well, like, well I, look, in, any type of TV. We was finna just get into all. Yeah, of them, I love Insecure. Just with- yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I, but that's Issa. I love you know I, those moments yeah. of fun. Issa said, people. "Come play around and have some fun and be yeah. silly." And I was like, "Let me, I got that's all day." Hey, you know, that's easy. <laughs> that was fun. She hit me up for a favor and I was like, done. You know, like that's that's that was done. Uh, those moments I do love. Uh, but I don't watch television like that. Like I, I, I don't own a television. I never I love to read. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up like again. My grandmother was a library and y'all know that story. So, oh, like, that's so I, dope. Yeah. So I, no I, grew up, I love the smell of books. Yeah, I love the smell mm-hmm. of books. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm, a, I'm still a nerd at heart. Uh, so I don't really do television, so no, I don't. But I do love acting. I'm finding I'm enjoying that tremendously, like just kind of playing in that um, and seeing where I can go with that. Yeah, that's fun. You did a movie with um, Vivica. Yeah, that uh, shit was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, fun. Like I like to take tries. You know, whether I you know get it right or wrong, that was fun. I, it was. I like to do things that people wouldn't expect me to do. To, to act as a, an S and M woman you know and being to bdsm and, and, and bondage was a hilarious i'll be trolling i'll be trolling myself all day i don't even take that shit seriously i'll be laughing at I mean, myself it's cool. the whole you way. went from being sexy to being funny already in one bout so i'll be having you fun already... with it yeah i don't say no to nothing you know like i I'll, I'll try anything once um i don't like i don't have like a fear of people talking about me and shit. i don't give a fuck like I, if, if, if it pushes me and makes me try some stuff totally gonna do it yeah my dream is to see you in um, something very Black Mirror esque yeah. or even mm. Lovecraft Country esque. That's like, my dream. I see you um, from the visuals you delivered. You're very Afrofuturistic. Yeah, which superhero. Is, I want. Yeah, like I, I would love to delve into comic uh, to com- Ooh, the comic Marvel world as well. Yes, yes, to Marvel, yeah, oh, yes. Marvel. Even from series to movie, and definitely on some sci-fi thriller shit like a Jordan Peele. Uh, yes. Project. Mm-hmm. I would definitely. I just see that for myself. I because I, I know what I. I that's what I read. Well. That's what I like. Even a period piece. Uh, I loved Game of Thrones. That was one thing that I did watch. Oh, that was my show. Um, I'd love to play in a black period piece because I don't think we see a lot of it. But not period piece slave. I'm talking about period piece like Sophia Coppola, Marie, Marie Antoinette, but black. You're right. You know but what I'm black. talking about? Mm-hmm. But black. That would be really like what you know. I mean, I hear that this. What's this show? Uh, the period piece that everybody talks about. one? Yeah. Like, that's I, I not enough black. Called. Yeah, that's not enough black people in it, but like to play with that and have a, a really cool depiction of period piece where black people are wealthy and it's like. Was it you know, Bridgerton? I, Bridgerton. 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 Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, like that would be cool to see a black experience in the way of Jane Austen or Bronte. Uh, could mm. be really cool, like a black Emma. You know, some shit like that could be really cool. Like, that would be really cool. Uh, But those are the things that I would love to, you know, play with. I like like indie film, though. So anything in the indie world would be great. What's your favorite indie film? Or or just give me three random indie films. It don't got to be a fave. No, so Blue is the Warmest Color uh, is that. It's a French film. Uh, about two uh, 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 LGBTQ, two I saw that so movie good. and it was so love that movie. deep. Like, so well shot, it was so, so real. 
I love, I love that movie it. Too. I love, yeah, I, I love that movie. Um, uh, another film. Um, let me see. Run Lola Run. Uh, Amelie. Oh, I love Run Lola Run. Yeah. Hannah. I love Amelie. Hannah. Classic. Hannah, oh, Hannah. It's another one that's because the Chemical Brothers. That was the first time I re, I saw an electronic group or a, band, mm-hmm. a musical group go into film in that way. And that soundtrack is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's Hannah. Love that. So those are like kind of the indie films that I'm rocking with uh, that I thought was told really well uh, visually. So Run Lola Run, Amelie, Hannah, and um, Blue is the warmest color. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I love your international taste. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's dial back into reality TV then, since mm-hmm. you, you don't even watch TV, mm-hmm. even though you gave us all them, them footages, all right? Um, <laughs> but that's so on a computer. On show, that's on a computer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't be at home, like, watching series and shit. I don't, like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, well, good thing you don't, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we're, we've been watching this show on our show yeah. uh, called BT Presents the Encore, and okay. one of your group members, Aubrey, was on there. Okay. Have you heard about this? Yeah, so the reason why I heard about it is because a friend of mine uh, told me, uh, if I asked me if I wanted to be a part of it, they hadn't come to me. Uh, they didn't think of me uh, at all for this show, uh, but a friend of mine was like, yo, they're thing. doing some type of show. <laughs> And I think they're trying to choose some members of your group. Would you be interested? And I went to, I did an interview and everything, and they just really didn't fuck with me. I think they, they I'm boring to them, you know? Uh, and then later on, I found out Aubrey, they picked Aubrey. I thought it was odd, though, because it's BET and it's black. And I just thought they couldn't, like, the representation, I, you know, they didn't ask D. Like, I just, I thought that was a little weird that um, a black te- television didn't support black, you know, didn't ask black women to be a part of it. I thought that was super odd, but... That's all I got from it. That's all I knew. And I asked that. I was asking that so randomly. That, that was rejection as protection because you had nothing to do in that yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll well, tell I, you that I just right thought that now. was interesting. The first thing I asked was that. Because when they said they, they picked her, I was like, but that's BET, right? And then, um, right. Yeah. And then when I did the Wendy show before, th- this is the only reason why I know too. Uh, I was going to do the Wendy show and they do an interview before you come. They ask you questions about what they're going to talk about. And they mentioned to me the show as well. Mm. And they told me it was nine girls. And I was like, wait, but the check, like nine girls. <laughs> that's the first thing I said was that's kind of crazy. So I didn't know what the beat was, but I did know she was a part of it. And my, I was baffled by the choice because right. I was kind of like BET. There's so many black art, like not to disrespect white people, but just no, like it's but BET. It's, yeah, it's, there's yeah, no. so the many great celebrating, black talents celebrating our yeah, music. Black, yeah, and then so and then that was the last I heard of it. So I don't know what came of it, but I do. I didn't know she was going to do a show. Yeah. Well, something came of it, and uh, I won't even fill you in since you ain't been watching your only. T- I just thought it was interesting, especially yeah. hearing from your history of coming from two groups. It would have been amazing to see your expertise at work with all of these different people that have been Who in, are uh, the in, the house. in the house. Seven O Two's Misha and Irish, uh, Nivia, Keely, uh, Nivia. I like Nivia. I like. We, Nivea. Love, we love Nivia. Nivea. She's yeah. a crowd like fave. Uh, real. She yeah, real. She was definitely she real. America's Beautiful sweetheart. Soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twins from the group Cherish. I don't know um, them. I don't know them. There's a couple other people I'm missing. <laughs> no, I know Cherish. I just don't know them. I don't. I don't no, know them we, personally. No, we're laughing yeah. for yeah. a very specific reason. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. I don't know. I, like even seven hundred two. I don't. I don't know them. That seven hundred two. I don't know personally. Them personally. Yeah. 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 Right. They had uh, Pam from Total was in the house. Pam from Total. Who else? I feel like we're missing Isn't somebody. Isn't Total like an older? Uh, Total's yep. older though, right? Than yeah. Cherish and them, yeah. right? For sure. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first things that 
when they started coming into the house, the cherished twins were like, who are all these old <laughs> ass? Like, like, I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to, is it a group though? Or is it like, that's what they were saying. This is what it is. It's an ensemble <laughs> cast that's working on some original music together for the show. If you want to No, they had to come up with a name. But it's not, they're a group. For the show, it's a group. But you know what time it is. You know what time it is. That's what I'm saying. You didn't need to be They're trying to figure out what it is, basically. Right? Is yeah, that, that, is well, that, well, that they has? had to make music. They had to make music, and they're supposed to Who's present a showcase. Who's producing it? By... Are they produ- is producers in part Cosine. Of it? I don't know if you're familiar. I with... love Cosine. Hey, Cosine. Child Cosine on there. He, Elijah you, Blake. You need to check on Cosine. Yeah. <laughs> I only know Cosine because the interns were so great during my beginning process, and mm-hmm. they used to work with me and JoJo a lot. And I, they were so at that time when we were coming up, they were refreshing and young. I loved Cosine. He was such a nice person. Oh, that's good yeah. for him to have that look, though. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he on there. Uh, Elijah, Elijah Kelly's on there with him. Elijah writing. Kelly. Elijah Blake. Elijah Blake. Elijah Blake. Blake. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse Elijah me. Blake. Blake. Excuse me. Writer. Writer, Elijah. Yeah. Singer. Yes, Singer. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Both. that's not Elijah, though. He could sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell, him, tell him I said hi, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. and, and, and on that note, on, on that note, we gonna call you the pilot. Okay, okay, yeah, Elijah's hot. Okay, okay, that's, I mean, is. they have good, they have good people. That's good people to, to, to fly it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Shamari from uh, Black. I that's what I, I was that like. Already. We missing somebody, Shamari love, from Black. She, if I remember her correctly, uh, her voice is phenomenal, right? She's she's very good, yes. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Well, they got they got direction. They got like that sounds like a. a you know, and oh, Keely, and Keely, Keely from, from uh, Cheetah, 3LW. From, yeah, 3LW. Yeah, 3LW and Cheetah Girls. <laughs> you know, Keely, getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises, uh, 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 pages in with numbers, numbers coming. I'm looking, I'm seeing it. Ra- it's Raven, it's Raven, uh, it's Raven, Notori. I love Notori, Notori, and Keely, and Keely, dance. She could dance. Keely could dance. Yep, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't like that. I wish and I could Aubrey. watch some episodes now, with Aubrey you. Now, Aubrey does not make sense there. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, Aubrey there don't and it, make sense And it didn't on the show because she left. And I'm not even trying to be like, I just... Right. I, that just, doesn't, no, no, no. She literally left because it yeah, just wasn't... Yeah, I think she vocally, realized after... Like, vocally, musically, her creative direction, like, just all, all around. Like, that don't make sense. Yeah. One just, thing I will say is when Aubrey left, she left because she realized it didn't make sense. She left her. It was a. It 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 was very valid what she said and how she said it because That's the girls true. they came out with music or they finally settled on some music. But was it? Um, and you know, I had to check myself for a second. I was like, well, does she know what good music sounds like? But of course she does because she was in the group with you, right? So there was no full sound with the ladies that she made music with. Um, they cut five records and they were just happy. It's not that they cut a bunch of them and they actually tried to figure out which ones were the best ones. And they weren't given uh, any room for Aubrey to. She make actually, any when to she help. was making her exit, Dawn, she kind of referenced what you referenced when you described the sound of Danity Kane, how Andrea kind of took the top, you took the bottom, and the other girls stacked in between, and that defined like the sound. She kind of referenced that when she said that that didn't exist within what they were doing inside the house, and it was beginning to frustrate her as the time went on because she said nobody was listening to her uh, when she was, was trying to establish a definitive sound for the group. And that's why she left. So, uh, yeah, that's what she said, Aubrey. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> 
that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> what I'll say is this, and I'm done with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Respect. You told me nine girls out the gate. I'm not an idiot. If you told me those girls, I would immediately know that didn't work. Like, that's not... I don't think she Well, they did. didn't know who. They just knew that there was going to be other girls in the house. That, yeah, so, like, that they're was showing the, up one by that one. That was the entertainment. Well yeah, so, well, yeah, so it's TV magic, right? Because yeah, sometimes I feel they like... Knew. They the, knew, babe. They right. knew. You know. You know. No. Right. Aubrey ain't going nowhere. She don't know. Don't, don't <laughs> ever act like... <laughs> Well, they played I mean, it out like, well. You know what I'm saying? That's a veteran thing. Like, you know, like, this is someone right. who knows television. This who is someone gonna who ain't going to put herself in. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, she ain't. I think, you know, she knew what's up. I think, you know, when you realize you can't move a situation, you either get in or, you know, you know. But God yeah. is good because you, you, know. you get to see things that you didn't see when you it. were... When right. you were in the other things, right? right. And you right. realize your situation wasn't as bad as you thought. Mm-hmm. As you thought. Yeah. yeah. I get yeah. that. Hindsight. 2020. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, even though we were bad, I mean, people were seen. Mm-hmm. Everyone in our group were seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't perfect, it was, it was great, you know. So I'm glad. I'm, I, I don't know what else to say to that. I, I, I don't. That sounds preposterous. That's a, the check. <laughs> and, and it was. Just the check. Yeah. The check is just. I, Nine people. That's insane. Now we may not have seen you on BT presents the encore, but you know where I did see you is on Good Morning America. Yeah, that incredible performance of Boomerang. Right? Yeah. Talk to us you. about that experience because I, I have to admit, Dawn, I'm, I've been so happy to see you like on the Times Square and the billboards performing on GMA. These incredible photo shoots that you've been producing to support your latest project. I am happy as a fan. So talk to us about GMA and how it felt to be back on this stage doing your thing, Dawn. First of all, that segue was amazing. Um, Secondly, uh, a professional. Yeah, he says, that shit. Um, Love it. Love it. Um, I'm humbled. Mm -hmm. I'm humbled. I, y'all, I, you know, sometimes you're here and you never look up. You know, mm-hmm. mm. I've been here my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've had to stand. In, I feel like I'd be standing. I've been standing in line my whole life. I've had to prove mm-hmm. my entire career. That's what I feel. Right. I, I never mm-hmm. got out of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, those moments made me feel like I wasn't in the line, you know, like that. I was just like I had I had got to win, you know, after so, so much hard work. I don't think, you know, for everyone who's had major labels or people being on a billboard like that is natural. It's, it happens mm-hmm. every time they do a project. For a chick like me, it don't. And the truth mm-hmm. is, even when I was in mainstream, Danity Kane and Dirty Money wasn't, it was always because of Puff that we were even mm-hmm. somewhere. That's the first time I owned a space all on my own. Um, and to see it was n- nutty and to see it in New York. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, was just like, and the response too, right? Because I saw an overwhelming response of people who were so proud and yeah, so happy. And people and just who, happy for me. Yeah, yeah sharing that shit. Celebrating. It feel good to see you presented at that level. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. And it, it, you know, it's wild because I never really get those moments, right? No one ever, I don't get cosigns. I don't get people like, mm-hmm. it's very private when people give me accolades. Like I've had, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised real. the love I get in private. Right. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'll go a place and I'll be like, oh shit, thank, you know, like, 
well, thanks, but they'll never do that shit out loud. And so, like, at, when you when those thing. moments do happen, it is so weird. And I always I be honest with y'all. I'm serious. The, I'm talking about the biggest people you could ever think I of. Believe I, yeah. I believe I'm it. I'm serious. Yeah, I believe that. I got on my grant. Seriously, that'll shock you, and you'll be like, "Real." I'm talking about for real, for real, like in rooms. And I remember it. I remember whether I was in dirty money on my own, and they'll never mm-hmm. do. They've never done it in public. They've never given me that, and I'm okay. That's fair. But when that moment did happen, and it wasn't those people, but it was, you know, my 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 peer, my my like minded mm-hmm. creatives. I was grateful. I was mm-hmm. humbled. Um, I was humbled, and I take those wins. Uh, I don't take them lightly. Uh, that was huge for me. I. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. We framed it, the billboard. Like, you know, <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, yes, yes. And hopefully I'll feel that again and again. But if I, I you, you know, definitely but, will. yeah, but if not, though, it was enough. It's I'm, my cup is Wonderful. full. My cup is full. Yeah. Felt good to see. We love your art. And so the more ears and more eyes that are on it, it we, we feel like we're I know I felt like I was making progress. I was yeah. like, look at my girl on Wendy doing because her damn thing. Me. Because you guys are me. Like, I'm, the, I'm is... the same creative as y'all. Like the way y'all moving, the way you hustling this this business, this yeah. y'all are growing yeah. by the second. Y'all are so massive. You're grassroots. I'm grassroots. I am right. just yeah. because I've been in this business, the real shit is we are like creatives. My I don't have a fan base. I just happen to have creatives who fuck with my sound. And we just all like minded people. So like the reality is we're just each other giving love and lifting right together so like for me when I do win we are winning because I'm just another person that's putting up the money like you putting up the money mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. I want to I want to ask you about your mental health being in a yes. business being in a business that we see the types of artists that they create space for the types of artists yeah. that they give these budgets to um, even like you kept mentioning about cosigns about the type of music that they do put on the radio and why they put it on the radio and how it gets there, you know, just all the behind yeah, the scenes. How do you mm-hmm. stay sane when you have a heart-centered business model in a very empty <laughs> business that is not based on music, is not based on soul, and it really just is based on money? How do you stay sane? How do you stay healthy and what keeps you going? I see it for what it is. I don't, this industry, I'm not, I don't expect this industry to fill me. Mm. I don't expect this, this business to fill my cup. Like it's a job and I like money. I like, I like the business side of it, but, of course. um, of course. yeah, but, um, I don't do it for, I don't, I never got in this to do it for that. Right. So like my success, my idea of success is not, is not, yeah, it's not everybody's idea, right? I, I've chose to make my model different. Mm-hmm. I am the architect of my life. I am the arch- architect of my design of what success is for me. I'm designing my success, and my de- from where I'm at, I got a nice little design going on. Like I'm, you sure I, like do. it feeds me, yes, for me, do. right? So mm-hmm. that saves my mental health because I'm not basing my model off of the traditional make of what a house looks like. My home is specifically custom made. So because mm-hmm. of that, because of that. I live in that custom made that custom made design, uh, and that feeds my soul. Because when I walk into that design, I'm fed. Because my six, that my I feel successful. I feel like I'm Speaking. validated in my situation. Mm-hmm. And the moment that I don't, because I am human and no person is perfect and walking through life like, yeah, no, I <laughs> right, right, I have right. moments. I have moments of feeling like, damn, I wish I could, you know, be seen. <clears throat> I wish I could be bigger. I wish I could be on the radio. I have those moments. And then I say, 
yeah, well, fuck it. And then I detach. I get away from it. I go into healing. I go into whether that's therapy, whether that's uh, floating, whether that's yoga, whether that's prayer, whether that's escapism to, to the mountains or the, 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 into nature to touch, to detach. Mm-hmm. I do. And then come back and realize, oh, wait, Dawn, go back to the home you had. Go back to the design. Go right. back to your blueprint. Live in that place. And so that has been a cycle for me is to when I do slip into that, that not depression, but that level of expecting validity or needing to feel warranted, I realize immediately step away. Right. Step away. It's like looking at a painting. Once you keep looking at it, it becomes the, you have to step away from your art for a second because it just starts to jumble. Like you're like, wait, I'm not looking at step away and then come back with new eyes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I've had to go throughout my this process to save my mental health in many ways, because the first half of my life, my career in, in my groups, I was severely, severely depressed like that, that like I was alone. I did all that alone. And I, I, you know, black women weren't celebrated at that time. We didn't have social media. Being a chocolate girl wasn't popular. Being a skinny chocolate girl liking nerdy shit was definitely not popular. (laughs) Anime wasn't cool. Comics weren't cool. Independent wasn't. All those things weren't cool till recently. Um, So that definitely was a, a, a I had to build my house from the ground up. Mm. I still remember you telling this story about the comic book and people thinking that you were like so weird. And I was just like, this is so cool. <laughs> they were so confused. Like, they were Puff was confused about the name. He was confused about like till this day. They made fun of us when we did Chain Six and we performed on that stage. And I named the group Chain, Chain Six. Six. I, I named the group Chain Six. <laughs> we wore we wore. Um, Urban Outfitter capris and and paperboy hats. That yes, was, that was the suspenders. I the girls was looking at me like, I remember coming up with that. And even what was then, the song y'all was singing? Huh? Did you remember the song y'all uh-huh, was singing? Uh, 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 oh yeah, uh, the way you're working it up on. Uh, the, look, so that was the queenest part. Yeah, so you walked <laughs> over to me, baby, like this and that when you stop working me like a chip and I'm like hey oh I can't take it you're so crazy oh like that yeah um yeah so even then even then I had a fairy ironed on my pants I was always that and it wasn't cool then it wasn't um, and even my body type, right? Even my look, you know, the I had orange hair, broad nose. Like it was really hard, um, you know, to find that, you know, that beauty and that. It, so like the depression was definitely real and early on because there was nothing really for a black girl like me. Like D was more of an original around the way black girl that right. was received. You know, it was just like I, they were like they were trying. They could right, not. They right. didn't, it didn't make sense. You know, and it was hard for me to find it because nobody was in my corner like, come on, black girls, let's get it. Where your fro? Like, like right. it was rough for a minute. So I did have to find that design. And I finally did. I, I finally found it later on. And it, and it, and it works for me now. Yeah. And not only does it work for you now, but we're still getting those pieces back. Uh, even for this album, the trailer, it was an animated trailer or like the teaser. It was like cartoon dawn. <laughs> and, 
And then you've yeah. given us a, a yeah. you've given us a one or two animated pieces to this now. Just one, just voodoo. I gave you two animated, two animated pieces. Vo- uh, we, I, mm-hmm. I gave you the trailer, and then okay. I gave you voodoo, which is two different and also different styles. Yes. Uh, uh, the first, the trailer is in three D, three uh, D form, and then. Um, there's a different dynamic within Voodoo that's more 2D companion, but it's a really beautiful animation, both by black oh, animators. That's so lit. Um, I, I just, this, this project is just, you know, no, I'm so proud of this second. This is by far my favorite it. project. And I just say that because I feel like it feels like I have found my synergy, like my tempo, like my pace, how to apply commercial mainstream with also you know, black, it's like Blackheart and Goldenheart had a child and then they yes. kind of made sense together. It's like all these projects. Um, and it, and it, I'm, I'm sitting in it, you know what I'm saying, for the first time. And I'm really proud of it uh, because it's not a, I don't have to go as far visually as I did with, uh, with Blackheart. I can sit comfortably in something and it be more of a pocket. Like it's not so forward where I'm losing people. Uh, it's the video visuals are more relatable in the choreography, more grunty, more grimy. And then, you know, choosing to have animation a part of that was something that I've always wanted to do, but not so far like Tide was where it went over people's head, more relatable and traditional form that people can receive it. It's like I'm finding this energy between pushing possibility, but keeping relatability. And that's been like, that's to me what Second Line is embodied. And I'm very proud that I've kind of found that. You're right, that t- that well, speaking of pushing, I can't stop pushing play. There's a there's a trio of songs on on this project that when it just goes from pressure to pilot to jacuzzi, dawn like I I, I <laughs> literally it's an out of body experience for me. So like the curation of this track list, <laughs> I think it's just it's so. Can you talk to us just about the sequencing on this project? Like like how you why you place everything where you place? I it? love this question. I think if everyone knows my career, like sequencing yeah. is it for me. Like, that is yeah. a thing, thing for me. Like literally. Like it's my favorite <laughs> shit to do and it is the hardest shit. And it is you should see me. I'd be yeah. like MacGyver trying to figure out sonically how to how to build it, right? And and um you're fucking right. There's three like mm-hmm. there's two moments like this. Pressure, pilot, mm-hmm. jacuzzi is one and then yes, uh, yes. more uh into, into it, radio free mm-hmm. into yes. the potter, into yeah. perfect so that that shit's crazy to me. Um the reason why I did though this three like this was purposeful and it took me a while to get here. It's a vibe. It's a shift in the record that creates that commercial, mm-hmm. that commercial relatable mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. I was talking about that I thought was needed. It also represents that gutter shit that New mm-hmm. Orleans represents, but in a way that they've mm-hmm. never heard never. it before. Um, you know, put yeah, putting the Haitian and West Indian hey. culture within Jacuzzi, and Jacuzzi even yeah, like being Jacuzzi has such a melodic mainstream. Yes, it does. Hook, You're right? Like Purposeful, right? Exactly. But then going into the verses that are not necessarily that and even having the mm-hmm. build that doesn't feel like that and then pushing into a commercial thing like Pilot which mm-hmm, is a bounce mm-hmm, format mm-hmm. which is super New Orleans and then pushing into Pressure which is a Rubik's Cube mm. of a record it constantly shifts and it's purposely trying to trick your brain to show you that not all songs need to be traditionally formatted to have a commercial appeal yeah. Um, and it's doing it in a way that yep. fucks with you because pressure also has moments of yes, commercial feel into like a house mm-hmm. dance record, but then it breaks into 
this kind of transformer shit. And so it's like, you're like, God damn, every time I want it to, to stay where yeah. it is, it never stops moving into and something somehow else. you still quote it's unquote purposeful. ride the beat on pressure. Like though, as, 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 yeah, as, every time. as different as it sounds, as you take the journey of that record. Yeah. It's, it's, it's traditional. It's a <sighs> traditional formatting. Like the, it, it just, that, that it just, it just, the format is two to four, but the record no. doesn't go two to four. So it's, it's playing tricks with you to show you the possibility of a commercial mm. record being shifted. Uh, and I really enjoy that because if you pay attention, you never realize, you know, like, God damn it, this is so <laughs> No, you just like, be caught up in the film. You just caught <laughs> you know, up. You just feel like, the pressure. God, Shit. Yeah. You just move yeah, it. Right. And, it, and if you realize it, 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 that's the point to apply pressure, right? It's a different format of applying pressure. It's showing the root, the root, the derivative of those records are very black. Mm-hmm. It's very African. Uh, it's very Afrobeat. It's very traditionally African. Yeah, I can that, hear that. That, yes. last minute, that last minute of Buster for me, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. That and, last and minute, Don. Yeah. I was like, give us more. <laughs> it's pushing yeah. you. It's pushing you. It's pushing the concept, right? But without you, without taking you so far out, where I felt like Blackheart did that, right? It took you so far out that even the lyrical and melodies were broken. And I loved every minute of it. This but is go typical ahead. structure. <laughs> yeah, but but but, know, with, yeah. but with but with but with but with pressure and 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 these records, there is a traditional mm-hmm. first verse B section hook mm-hmm. that lives in the space, but the record never gives you an like pressure doesn't give you the sonic mm. format of that. The second verse doesn't sound Mm-mm. anything like the first verse, even though the melody of the, of mm-hmm. the, it's consistent. Of the yeah. verse is, is consistent. Just, yeah. Yes, getting into the behind the science of these mm. damn records. Shit. Okay. <laughs> yes. that's, honestly, that's the best part of conversing with it's Don fun. is hearing yeah. all of the, the math that goes into, the math and sciences that go into mm-hmm. her artistry. Um, since we were talking about Buster for me, mm-hmm. remix with Felix the yeah. House Cat, Dave the Hustler. Felix, how? <laughs> like, was that exciting for you? Like, that's just I, I, I knew Felix. And He's I knew an icon, icon. Mm-hmm. right? So that, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, everybody in that dirty like. I wish I could tell y'all people that acting like they don't know was mm-hmm. I was in the room with them. Like, it wasn't. It was something different. It's when Puff left, things changed. But I knew, I know them all very, like, so to revisit Felix was like, he was like, what up, dude, what you doing is crazy. It was a no-brainer because I was in the house space. We were working on some other things, and we asked if he would do this, uh, and he said, no, like, I'd love to um, because he, he sure is a legend is. in that space, and it felt only right, especially as a black man with, with black, just culturally with this record and bodies, it only made sense. Um and so we went for it. So it was nothing but a revisit, you know, from from past stuff where we worked together in the past um, when we did the, you know, the Ibiza stuff that we did basically with Dirty Money, which was the same shit. Right. Right. Black, mm-hmm. Like what we did with Dirty Money. It's not that far fetched that we would then, you know, like do something similar here. I miss know? Dirty Money. <laughs> That I'm was sorry, just a you, you sound. Just, what, what a everybody's sound. What a cultural cool. reset. That was a cultural but reset. You, 
I mean, yeah, it was a cultural reset, but it's just something that is so special about your voice. And I don't want to take away from anybody else, but you just have such a special voice. So when that sound came out for Dirty Money, it was like a cool new sound with an artist who I've already like fucked with because of this girl group. And now they sound so amazing because of how impressive their voice already is, but married to this vibey ass, wavy ass Man. thing. And like, here you are years later still giving it to a solo. So that's that's why I'm like always thinking about, yeah, I miss Dirty Money, but I'm so glad that you're still here giving us music. Like you not only give us like you give us a couple songs here and there and then you drop a whole project <laughs> and then there's visuals to come. So it feels like Christmas. I'm prepping. It's a prep. Like, yeah, like the little gifts. But the fact prep, that the little right? gifts are always followed up because sometimes going. people just give you a little gift and then they don't know what's next. So there's never anything coming up. But when it's you, it's like there's always or it always comes up. Yeah, yeah you are, there's always yeah, a process. There's always more. It's always a part of something bigger. And so I, I feel yeah. so greedy in saying, like, I always want more from you <laughs> because you always give us so much. But it's just so amazing. It's 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 per like, I love it. I love it, y'all. I don't know. How else. I we love can this tell. Thing, right. I, we it, can I, feel it. I yeah. love it. I do. Every I time it. we've I'm, seen you, I, I, it saves me. It saves me. I love it. I, I, I have not had an easy road. My story is mm-hmm. crazy. Like I, and it, this is the only thing that, you know, like I feel grounded mm-hmm. here, you know, I feel grounded in this space. And, um, yeah, I, I it's 30 money, man. I, that's the one I just, we should never have that's let that real. go. Like, and I, I, it speaks to me, it speaks to me on how important it is to fight, to support your black women, to support something strong like that. I think with K and I, again, spectrum, K top and I had the bottom. K is naturally treble heavy, her tone and her flow. She's from Philly. Her cadence is rap level. It's like a rap, rap cadence. She's, it's on the one. I'm from New Orleans, so it's heavier and Mm. it's behind the beat. Makes for a beautiful marriage. And that's what we created. That just gave me chills. Um, And that was something yeah, that was something that, like, again, I got lucky. God is real. I was blessed to be around people that I could build my spectrum. I could build with it, you know. Um, and I really wish, I really wish we were loved enough, nurtured enough, and believed in enough that we could have gone on no matter what. That we had someone to believe in us no matter what, to invest in it like we were a business. Um, to see the power of two chocolatey That's women right. standing in that moment killing it I really wish that that would have been a a big moment for us culturally that we just didn't stand by and I'll always say that I'm never I have no negative things to say about anyone but I really do wish that we would have believed in more as black like black women uh that people saw the beauty in us more how did that that come together in the first place like how did y'all decide on dirty money yeah we were writing we were writers so I was home like puff fired uh, Aubrey and D and there was no more job and everybody thought Puff had this plan for me as a solo artist and the truth mm-hmm. was he didn't give two shits like he just didn't so I went back home and did went from being on tour and being in this mega girl group to living mm-hmm. back on the sofa um, so I started writing because I was still signed he didn't fire the rest of us so I was still and I didn't want to be shelved so I thought if I wasn't going to be an artist anymore because I really didn't think I'd have a job I started writing and I was going to mm-hmm. be a writer on his roster so I would get, I was writing and I was sending them three oh, to four shit. songs a day. I would take my own, I was paying my own dime, taking the train from Baltimore to 
to, to uh, New, New York and just staying in the studio in a, in a small room. He, I, I think he got tired. I did that for seven, eight months. <laughs> and he was down. like, this bitch is doing the most. So then he, he said, I got this project I'm doing called Project 7927, some shit like that. And he's like, it's me, Kay Young, this writer called Kay Young, dude. And he was like, and I think I want Brandy to be the other girl, like to be the girl. I want three. So I want it to be like oh, soul shit. or soul. It's three of us. I said, okay, bet. I started getting these tracks and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I was just like, this is all I want in mm. life. It's something like this. And and what's crazy is what made Puff put me a part of it was he heard a record mm. called Bulletproof. Mm. It always comes back to Bulletproof. <laughs> so then Looking he started that. having me write. And then I would get these songs and another girl was writing just as fucking crazy, right? And I was like, who in the fuck is this girl? This shit is crazy <laughs> what she's writing. It's with, and it was mm. with Rodney Jerkins. <laughs> Rodney Records. And I was like, this shit, whoever this girl the is, is bananas. So then Puff was like, you need to, you need to go to Atlanta hey. and start writing with this chick. I go to Atlanta. There's this girl in there going fuck off. I said, oh my gosh, she she puff, she puff number two. She puff number two. Extras, but like killing it. Wow, man. That was Kalina. And we started singing together, writing together, and our voices would be on the records together because we were writing. We did one record, and I can't promise you you have it, is the stupidest <laughs> record ever. Like it's, this record is called Before. We sang our asses off on this record. Like I... And Puff get called us maybe like out of the blue and was like, yeah, so, you know, baby girl, um, I've been listening to everything and, you know, like, I just love what y'all are doing. And I just want to know, like, you know, what? y'all be in my group? And we were like, fuck yeah. So wow. it shifted because Brandy turned him down. Brandy didn't want to do the group thing. And so he was trying to figure out where to go next. And that's how we became... Dirty Money. Our voices were already on the records. We were already writing them. And that became uh, wow. the format. Uh, and so he took a risk on having, you know, us instead of like bigger names. And I think that hurt him, you know, for a lot of people. Because the people that were putting money and investing in him didn't That's think we wild. were a good look. You know, for it. Yeah. I wish it was y'all as a group without him. Not that he took anything away from it, but I feel like it would have maybe been a different type of machine and we would have... I think he didn't believe that. Mm. I think he didn't believe that. I think he believed his name mm. would help us. Because uh, at first we would just Which call I... Diddy Money. And then he was like, I think we need to call Diddy. We need to put Diddy yeah. in front of it because we got to sell. I think he just he's thinking numbers. You know, he was thinking, how can I make right. this move the best? Um, and again, when you're comfortable in the formula, you think it has worked. I mean, it's worked for you. Um, I think he just didn't believe that we were strong enough to hold it on our own but time was shifting at that time and I don't think he was aware of that right he wanted to tell his story and we were viewed as background singers a part of his ride when truly we were vocally producing them we were writing it we were a part of that process you know right. just as much as he was but it just wasn't viewed that came way up with yeah. the name? No. Just straight that's up. Puff. That's all Puff. Diddy Dirty Money. That was that's I mean, Puff. It was Dirty dope. Money. <laughs> <laughs> and Last Train in Paris. Yeah. Like all that. But but like but like that's I mean he had a plan. I mean this man oh, is not right. a dummy. Like he this his is what legacy. he built. He was he, yeah. he this is what he do. Like, yeah, his legacy is building shit and market he marketing. To me, he was my mm. best marketing mm. professor. Right? He can sell water to someone <laughs> right. holding water. Like that's just like that's that's what he's known to do. But I think also to culturally 
he is, you know, it's like watching the older heads the, at the board of directors who are in their 50s and 60s not understand that it's time right. to pass off the baton, mm. right? I think Puff was so used of his own formula that he didn't realize that he was brewing something that was for the future. And rather than trust it, he let it go. And and I and now I believe Lashina Paris is the sound of what yes. today is. 100,000%. Way ahead of his time. Yeah. And I think if he would have stayed fast to it, especially what Kalina and I were together, he was onto something bigger than music. He was on to two chocolate, to chocolate, to making black chocolatey women beautiful. He was on to showing the lens of what we could possibly be mm. as black women. And that is, that is what I wish he would have mm. stood by. Will you continue to fight for what black women are in the music space and that diversity yeah. and feeling that? And I, I feel that yeah. so hard. And not just black women, queer mm-hmm. culture too. Queer culture too, because I would not be an artist if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the yeah. queer community. Because you I definitely swear. make some music that I would love to swear hear you. up in the lounges and the clubs, but uh, you know, I'll be doing that right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but, but that's just naturally. Danity Kane kept it going. Like, that's just, so I make music for those who have been, they have been, they've helped save, save my career. They've been the stories that have been told to me. They have been the stories that have moved me and motivated me. So for me, the black women, black women and black queer community has been the, the message throughout my entire musical career has been for them, that voice. Anybody else who chooses to listen, this is, you know, it's dope, but like, that's what I made. It All right. For. I'm going to ask you, I, I'm going to leave my last question for my, like myself. And then I'm going to let them ask their questions. Cause I could talk to you all day. Honestly. <laughs> um, and I want to leave room earlier. too. Cause we had, we, I yeah. sent out a prompt to our listeners, letting them know you were coming on. And they sent me like oh, at least 50, 60 questions. So I want to, I want to at least, up. you know, That's make room up. for a couple okay, okay. of those so yeah. that they feel included as well. <clears throat> So earlier on, you talked about, um, you know, being in the studio and, you know, being used to being by yourself and becoming a recluse. Is that part of why you don't do many features now as well? Because I feel and you don't need any. It's just so interesting that when I look at your track list after I've listened to it probably a million times, I'm like, damn, you know what? She ain't got nobody else on. It's just her doing this and and doing all of it and everything. And I can tell like I I can't I couldn't tell because it was so interesting. I was just lost in the journey. That's amazing. And there are some artists always, I'm like, oh, okay, let me see who they got featured on there so I can see what songs I need to listen to. But with you, there's never a feature and I don't need it. But I'm just wondering, is that intentional? Or do you just know that your shit is that good? You don't need it because you know <laughs> that's how it is, right? No, nah, to be the truth, no, I've asked and no one ever comes through. So I that's got you, but that's the truth. Like I wasn't, I don't have enough le- leverage. I'm not big enough or cool. And like, I'm, I don't have leverage to help those artists, you know, win. So they don't, they don't, you know, do, do features. And I got, that's fucked but up. It's real. Because who in the hell would pass up a Don Richard feature? Most, like that could, most, that could stretch you. Most. Creatively. But they don't, they don't want to be stretched. That's the truth. Like, that's what I'm saying. It was, it's really cool to watch. Like when I went into the Brie, the Brie, for real, when I went to that Brie, Brie writing session, it was real. They, you know, what they mm-hmm. say was real. They fuck with me, but there is, they, they see me as a leftist and they need to mm-hmm. be mainstream. So though they honor that I am this thing, I don't help them, right? Do what the agenda need, like what needs to be done to make them what they need to be. You know, like that's just, okay. it's, it's just the truth. They don't hurt my, it's just, <clears throat> um, but that also means that I don't get, I don't get the, the, the first option on tours to, to do a cool mm-hmm. opener with someone. I don't mm-hmm. get the feature that makes me or takes me to the next level because though they think I'm dope, 
I don't help them in any way beyond musical. And that's not mm. enough for those. That's not enough for what people need is dollars and signs. So I got so used to that rejection Man. that I just got really fucking good at carrying it. Like, just carry it on my own. And it got, you know, I just kept doing it. And what I realized is most artists these days don't carry records on their own anymore. <laughs> at all. So, <laughs> um, and though that, I mean, but they also are massive and big and so good for them. And, and they are doing what they need to do for their labels to make the money. But I, I, I don't, you know, I'm good. I could just rock it on my own. I, you are great. But I would love to. I would love to do collaborate. Like I, I love to collaborate. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but I don't ever get, you know, those looks. So I just mm-hmm. rock with what I have. They ain't gonna stop me. I'm still make the record. Um, but I would love to to do more. Uh, every every person that's ever asked to, to collab, I've done. Down to people who are not even big, because I know what it feels like to like. Right. You know, like be rejected because you ain't hot. So I just anytime someone if any I I've never said no to a collaboration. So the fact that I've never had it is just because people don't rock, you know, they'll they'll be like, you know, they'll just be like, nah. Which is funny cuz when I was in Dirty Money and Danny D. Kane every month, we had 17,000 collaborations. Oh. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. back to back to back. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to open the floor to my other two co-hosts. <laughs> Or we can get into listener <laughs> questions because, like I said, Don, I would have you all day. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be real. You know, I'm going to always be real with y'all. Like, I'm going to get y'all a thousand. Like, That's I'm why I was so gully. happy to have you. It's yeah, such I'm a great conversation. Gully. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got one question, and I definitely want to um, give it over to you, Fran, and to the questions from our audience as well. Absolutely. Um, I, your voice... You can sing anything. You can sing the damn newspaper, like people saying it would sound good. Um, there's a video of you um, singing in L.A. I think you were in L.A. covering "Don't You Worry, Child," yeah. right? And um, and I, I looked for that video for years, goddammit, it! And by the grace of God, it just popped back up on YouTube yeah. the other one day. So of course I screen grabbed it. But <laughs> um, so when you think about covers, are there any other songs that you would like to cover? that you have not maybe in like a showcase or in a, I know you're about to do the John Lee Street Drive thing John Lee Drive thing um, so is is there any other song that you could cover that you would, would like to cover that you have not covered yet maybe like Fast Car by Tracy Chapman that's just my pick you tell me what <laughs> okay <else. laughs> so me and covers is a is an interesting thing. I never like to do them because I always feel like mm-hmm. if you cannot transcend a cover don't disrespect it right and if mm-hmm, you look throughout mm-hmm. my career, I'm very, I'm very seldomly even live. Seldom. Even live do covers. I very seldomly do that. Like I don't. People they teach you in music, right? That to get your crowd, if you're new, is to cover and put other beats in songs so that you can like grab people. If you can't fucking grab people standing on a stage by yourself, no dancing, no nothing with your own music, don't. Then you're not ready. You know, like that's the truth. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been very lucky that even live, I don't, I very, I very seldom leave. You don't. I don't even like to do my own like group shit to cover. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's the truth. But um, when I do, I like to flip it <laughs> on its head. Okay. So Dark Horse Horse was one with Katy Perry that I did. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Pink, I did for Janelle Monae's. Mm-hmm. I flipped that shit. I did an Adele cover mm-hmm. for Hello that was nutty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would really love to, uh, I think Tracy Chapman's Fast Car is brilliant. Um, I would really love to redo, I, I was singing Grant Stefani's Don't Speak recently, um, and I just yes. think that record is really, really amazing. Oh, the chills I just got, though. <laughs> but like on a completely different level, you know, so like I, that's one. And then, um, so this is wild, and I know 
there are two records that I grew up loving that I would really love to flip on its head and Brain Stew by Green Day is such mm. a mm. rock I would love to fuck that up real fun um, oh my god love don't. Me some uh, Green and, Day. and approach it like Brandy's uh, acapella yes all acapella background vocal counter melody for Brains too that could be really interesting and then uh, the second is uh, System of a Downs, Aerials. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the melody of Aerials. Uh, the Aerials way up high. Yeah. I um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would really love to feel that in a space, too. That what. I don't even know why I asked you. Look, never mind, <laughs> dog. Because now I'm, I'm just thinking about these songs. Now. Okay, gonna be sending you songs. Like, you need to send yeah. it. I want to hear it. <laughs> but these are these are challenges, right? These are things that like yes, that, yes, that I yes. think that our community probably wouldn't even listen to. But like, if we sung it a different way, it could can be a completely different record. I did that with mm-hmm. Soundgarden's "Black Hole Sun," um, which another yes, is a did. favorite, Ooh. another favorite of mine. That's um, that like one of my and a lot of these are songs that our community songs. fucks with, but they just haven't heard, yeah. you know, heard it done that way. Someone like us, right? right. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, we know it, like especially like us, like the kids yeah, that are, you know, the, yeah, like we we be rocking. Like people know about Gwen Stefani's "Don't Don't Speak." Another record that I really mm-hmm. fuck with is "Uninvited" by Alanis Morissette. It was used yeah. in the City of Angels contract. Like anyone <laughs> yes. worthy. Ooh. Ooh, she ooh, is ooh. killing me right now. Yeah, by your fascination with, come on. Wow. I would love to hear. I would love to hear Jasmine <laughs> Sullivan sing "Uninvited." Oh ooh, my she god! She would blow the two of you. Do you together. understand what I'm saying? We cutting it out there. We like, it's the haunting. Scene. It's a haunting record, and and I love that her voice, like mm, such a well written record. Really, listen, "Uninvited" is is spectacular. Uh, Really no, we're great. making this happen. Alanis is a great <laughs> Alanis is a great writer though. She's got a lot of records like that are just like really fucking in, mm-hmm. impeccably written. Um, that's those are records that I would totally cover. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're here whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. okay. We're, we're here whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. All right, so let's jump into some listener love. So Anthony Tharp on Instagram asks, how can we get a Katranada Don Richard collaboration? And is that something mm, that you see ooh. in the near future? So <laughs> I've done like four Katranada records for writing on them already that I got sent mm, that I did in the last mm. like like a month ago, and I when I got them, I just did every one of them because I was just like, oh my God, let's get it. Um, so if it's what not on his shit, it'll probably be on my shit, um, and it'll not sound like any of the other shits he's done with anybody else because that's just, I wanted to be so signature to like just what you know what I'm capable of doing because a lot of his stuff he's got like a specific like he usually goes with the R&B mm-hmm. girls and he's got like a specific like house R&B feel. Um, with the right. girls that he usually does shit with. I just want to go somewhere 
else with him. Um, and he sent me like a lot of records and I just went the fuck off. So with <laughs> with his permission, you know, if we can get it, yes. I'm going to put at least two or three on the newest shit that Ooh. I'll do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I fuck okay. with him hard. Now, when you say that, I fuck with him hard. Because you, you be playing in your eras. Like, when you say that, you mean your newest, like, it's going to be two eras from now? Because you be playing ahead out there. Don't do like, me. And don't do me. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't, do me. I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't do me. Um, I don't. I don't know if there'll be. I don't know. But like, we'll see. I've I've got a lot of things coming. Um, we'll see. Uh, whether it's just a lonely journey that I'll put for licensing or film, or if it'll be something that like we'll actually put out. But like, you know, I won't rush it because like you don't disrespect a Kaytronada record. You know what I mean? It's got to be like Man. he's got to approve that shit. You know, I want to make sure he fucking with it. Like, um, but I did, I did recently get a, a, a folder of his shit and I was so humbled cause I fucks with him so heavy. Um, I just want to make sure it doesn't, it ain't what he's already done with everybody else. That may or may be a good thing. That may not be, he may be like, you know, I need it to be a certain thing cause I like it this way, but I'm a push to make it something else, you know, cause I really want to make sure that like anything that I do, it sits, you know, separate from what everybody else is is sitting on. I want to do something that he hasn't really done before yet, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Music Musing 22 on Twitter says, who are some artists that you're listening to lately? That's a good question. Um, I've been listening to scoring a lot lately. Uh, mm. So Hans, again, is one of my favorites. I've been listening to uh, Yancey. I've been listening to Hans, Johan Johansson. I've been listening to uh, the Philharmonic, uh, LA, LA Philharmonic. I'm coming, Rocco. Calm down, my dog. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of scoring uh, and spatial sound. I really love uh, spatial design, uh, and I see that a- mm. Apple has now been taken into doing that with a lot of the records that mm-hmm. they're doing as well. Which is finally, it, it should have been a long time ago. So it's exciting that they're finally utilizing that design. Um, but I've been really listening to frequency and sound design and how sound waves and frequency assist in the sonic experience. So I'm in that space mm. right now, which is probably not you. a cool thing, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, It is to me. No, that is, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you talk about spatial sound and the way you play with your voice, yeah. that's going to be so fun. It's amazing. Fun. It's, it's a to mathematics it. to it. It's, it's, it's difficult to, to, to understand, you know, to like grasp because uh, uh, it's not tangible like it's in the system in yeah. the software um, but it's been fun trying to understand it uh, yeah but that's where I'm at so I'm not really listening to what's out right now like people out right now though yeah, you cooking. Yeah, I'm cooking. Right. That's that you cooking. You cooking, cooking right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And especially yeah. learning how those different sound waves and frequencies affect your listeners. You know, on an emotional one, yeah. level. Yeah, and one person I appreciate for doing that is Janae Aiko. Like she's very smart. She she could be mm. talking about beating somebody up, but that she's using that yo <laughs> that yoga. She's using the sound yeah. the sound bath to bowls, like yeah yeah mm-hmm. to like. Uh, influence that shit that's that's witchery that's wicked levels like that's beautiful mm-hmm. she's she's putting magic on you as well as mm-hmm. i think that's smart mm-hmm. speaking of magic black magic eight said how did the adult swim collaboration come about and do you plan on incorporating more animation in the future works absolutely uh 2015 i started licensing my music to Adult Swim because they they tend to gravitate to artists who are underground. And I had just started maneuvering Mm. as a solo artist and I wasn't making any money. And I researched ways of how to find, 
how to make money as an indie artist and licensing is one of those things, sinking. So if you're indie out there and you're looking for ways to financially make money, that's a way to get into this, to, to making really good money for yourself. As I researched licensing, they were one of the people that were very friendly with the way they pay their artists to license the music on the channel. It started that way and then um, I waited developed a relationship first and then sent in a portfolio showing them that I animated as well. Um, and I applied for wow. a job as a freelance independent contractor and I got the job. And so I started not only licensing the music, but animating and putting my music with it. So it's delivering as a package deal. And that was one of the ways I funded my projects. Mm, speaking of animation, Smart. that girl Dada said, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about animating? Um, what is it about animating that made or makes you keep going? And do you have any advice for black women in animation in general? Least favorite thing is rendering. It takes entirely too long to finish, like to get <laughs> everything rendered. It takes like a fucking day, depending on how big your file is, software wise. Mm. Um, right. My favorite thing to do is to understand different d designs in Maya, like working with different programs uh, and seeing how to facilitate movement within the within, you know, like projection mapping for your facial structures for your animated characters is really cool that's so cool um, and then uh i don't have advice guys because i'm fucking learning as i go too so please don't listen to any <laughs> fucking thing i say but like i'm i'm actually i think it's important to be in the pulse going to chat rooms going to clubhouse going to uh to, to uh, um uh uh, Discord, these different places for gamers and animators to really sit down, even in VR chat rooms, virtual reality chat rooms, and learning from like-minded creatives to find out what's the better software to use, what's the mistake, what's the glitch, because really the community aspect of gaming and animation is what's really saving us is that communal aspect of learning how to utilize uh, software together. Um, and mm. when I say together, I mean other black animators, like really right. giving a face to not just putting, you know, one, like the, the director is black, but the animators are white or the production <laughs> right. team is white, but the animator is black. Creating your team from the ground up and not the animators, the EPs, the production, the salt, like the designers and the characters, everything's black. And working within that space is important, severely important. Mm, let's do two more. King of the Ivan says, the way you present visuals reminds me of couture fashion house creativity. What is the message you're yes. sending to your supporters with your visuals? Come on that with these questions, y'all. That we are exactly <laughs> that. That we are exactly that. We are a house. And, and, and being indie doesn't necessarily mean you cannot compete with the other houses, right? I love that analogy. We are just as deserving to have our own show, showroom our own, mm. you know, runway show. We have our own, you know, system too. So for me, um, that's important is to create that level of like, to, the fact that he sees it that way is an honor because that's exactly what we are. We are deserving of our, you know, of our threads. And I, 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 that's been the fight that I've had as an independent artist is just show no matter, just because we don't have what everyone else has, doesn't mean we don't sit with the best of them. And doesn't mean we don't, we don't necessarily even want to sit with them. We want you to come to our house. Our, we don't even have, like, we're on a different block, but we still are able to, you know, to exist. And we are still as expensive and lush and plush as everybody else. Come on. Even though we don't sit in that level. So that's always been why I work so hard financially to have quality in everything that I do to prove 
you know, that our, we exist, we, we, we belong here. And, and being indie doesn't separate us. It makes us better, I think. Mm. I agree. And mm. let's end with a with a Bless fun one. And this is actually yeah. from a friend of ours. It's Carrie wants to know. Okay. Carrie wants to know what is your favorite restaurant in New Orleans? Oh shit. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> if that's mm. even possible be, to answer. Okay, so I'm gonna say two because I'm a shameless plugger. So I just started my business. Did you hear how the accent just yeah. came out? Yeah. Okay. So cool. Did you hear it? Uh, so so my, my business is called Papa Ted's, and I have Papa Ted's truck, and we do vegan biscuit sandwiches. And I'm not even trying to front my chef. Ooh. Chef Bonnie is amazing. And uh, we I'm sell coming. organic snowballs. <laughs> yeah, we're a pop-up right what? now. We, we pop up at different locations. So we do organic snowballs, artisanal snowballs, and six. We, oh, they're my God. Ounce. Eight ounce cannabis amber jars, and we sell the snowball inside. Uh, and we have flavors wait, like wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 organic snow first because I, I have a, a deep special love for New Orleans yeah. I have great childhood yeah. memories in New Orleans it's a special place for me yeah. so snow, I'm, I'm with Snowball. snowballs Pandora's all that yeah. but like so Artisanal. so organic snowballs Eight organic, it's organic so we have organic cotton candy grapes that we put a vegan cotton candy cloud on a metal straw and it sits we have mango passion fruit these are it's nutty we watermelon jalapeno Right. So we curate it mm. based off the seasons, based off the seasons, because everything is organic. So we do different flavors based off of what's available for the fruits. Um, and then we do vegan biscuit sandwiches. So, so yeah. Cool. We have a vegan fried egg, you know, that we make as so well. Cool. So like it's a it's a very niche, <laughs> wow. um, a very I'm niche menu. I'm looking forward to this. And uh, mm. Papa Ted's, you said yeah, it's the, called? You can go to Instagram. It's at Papa Ted's truck. P-A-P-A-T-E-D-S-T-R-U-C-K. Papa Ted's is my grandfather who died in Katrina. We named it mm. after him. Right. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. All, it's all black, all women, uh, as mm. well as 50% this queer. Is incredible, Dawn. As well as 50% queer as well. And so it's a very niche thing. We have artists who come in and paint with plant-based paint as well. Wow, um, and so wow. there's like a really cool experience. <laughs> yeah, we've only so been so we going to year. New Orleans or what? Yeah, kind of. I was thinking like I have to take a trip. Yeah, so it's really cool. We've been getting a really cool reception. Um, we 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 offer gluten free as well, but it's it tastes like a regular vegan breakfast sausage sandwich, but we just do it in a different twist. Um, Chef Bonnie, shout out to Chef Bonnie. We also have our DJ uh, curated DJ female DJ DJ Ali who spins while we while we sell. Um, and so that has been really amazing for me because I, I, I started it in a, during a pandemic. I had no idea that it would do what it did. And so we've been doing really well. We've been open like a year and maybe like two months. Um, and we've been really, yeah. So Dawn. I recommend everybody go to our Instagram. We tell you what locations we're going to be at. We start back in August. Um, so go through and check us out. Uh, that's one of my favorites. And then the second um, favorite is uh, Suri's. Slurries is a breakfast spot uh, in New Orleans, and it's a hole-in-the-wall kind of place on Magazine Street, uh, and it is so good. And How like, you the spell best it? Break- Slurries, S-U-R-R-E-Y-S. S-U-R-E-Y, okay. <laughs> and up. it's so, it's so, so, so good. And, and <laughs> like, you know, like, they got everything that you would want, you know, but it's, it's like that New Orleans breakfast, the grits, the barbecue yes. grits, you know, like, it's a thing. Um, but I just love it. Um, and I, you know, like every time I go and I want to cheat, you know, um, I'll go there. Mm-hmm. I'll go, cause I'm, you know, like I'll, I'll cheat and go get some grits real fast. Um, 
but you know, that's that's where <laughs> that's 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 like my my go to uh, when I go home. Uh, but but I, I really recommend you guys support Papatisha. It, it, like I'm really proud of it. I never thought I would be in culinary this way, but it has mm. been such a treat to learn how to infuse art and food and veganism at the same time in a in a place in the South where veganism is still pretty new in New Orleans. So it's been fun. Yeah. Awesome. Shaw, you finna give us uh, sandwiches with the singles yeah. now? I mean, I just, okay. the gift that keeps on giving. Eating, eating that sandwich shark. outside of Papa Ted's, like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't expect that to be that, but that's what it, 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 it turned into. And I, that's really, I really wanted to create a place for creatives. And, you know, like I had happened to be vegan. So I was like, damn, it'd be really good to do an eco-friendly environment. They don't even know it's eco-friendly. It's just, yep. You just there dope. and you can network. So you dope, know? dope. I yeah. love it. Well, the last thing for me is just thank you for taking up space the way that you do. We love you. We see you. You speak to so many of us, whether you know it or not. And as challenging as it may be, sometimes we are constantly rooting for your work. And that's why I'm thankful that. Thank you to to Belle on Twitter. <laughs> Joy for putting this together. To Joy. Joy. I love you, Joy. <laughs> yo, yo, Joy, hey, Joy has followed us for years. And so she knows. So that's what, when she said that DM, I was like, Joy, you ain't have to do yeah, that. We're seeing, we're thank Joy you. And, and Alan and all of them, Jerron and, and Lily, they have been with me since they were kids, since like message board mm. then became levels. Oh, wow. wow. And now, no they are not, now they are family. Like I, 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 right. I, I, I speak with them. I meet them. I hang with them. Um, so when Joy was like, yo, I knew about, you know, I know y'all cause I see y'all. I love y'all. Like I retweet yeah. Yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I love, love y'all. Too, yeah. Like real talk. And so like when he's, when she said that, I was like, what we doing? Let's get it. Like, because like <laughs> this, as much as y'all have been there for me, it would, that that's, you only have to do is call and I'll be there. I'm so for, I, I don't forget people who have been there for me that way. And we, we, you know, we're doing this together. So I'm honored. I think you guys are creating something beautiful. You are a pulse. Believe that on Twitter. Y'all, people follow and listen and I see it. And so like for me, if anything, I'm proud. I'm proud to even have people like you to even like listen to my music and like it. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. The feeling Love is it. most definitely just like neutral. It. Love it. Look, Asante can't yeah. even breathe. He's still on cloud <laughs> 55. Look, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to say this and then I'm done with it. Um, back in the day, I worked at a restaurant. I met this man named Jason Capanna who works for Title now, I think. I was interning for him. All I know is I came to work like literally my second day at work and he's sitting there talking to you. You're in his office and I guess it was like my job. He's like, listen to her music and tell me if it's good or not. And I'm just sitting in my desk like jamming like, never lost I'm like, this is, like, this is good. Like, I mean, I knew it was going to be good, but this is like the bomb. So like you were like cool and sweet then. Saw you at shows. You were cool Dude, and sweet. You've so always sweet. Been, so sweet. Every like time. chill and and just down to earth. So every time I've seen you perform, it's always felt like I'm just here supporting a friend because you've always extended yourself so welcomingly to me. But you do that to all of your fans, and it's so organic when you do it. It's not like a all right, let me just be nice because I got to. It's all, like you really mean it every time you do it, and you're so authentic between your intention when you're thanking your fans, your intention when you put music out, your intention when you're working on your art, like 
everything about you is just so amazing. So I'm glad that we had this time together to give each other flowers. But I definitely mainly wanted you to know how important you are to the culture, not just me, but to the culture. You are very important. You are a beacon for so many young, queer, black people that are out here doing it. And we just want to be resilient and persevere the way you have all of these years. Thank you very much. And I want to pile on to that real quick because I actually met you way before I was even doing any of this internet stuff. You were in a studio working with Claude Kelly. Shout out to Claude Kelly. I love Claude. (laughs) And he knew, you know, I was working with him at the time. This is my best friend since childhood. And he was like, yo, come to the studio. I want you to meet Don. And I, this is before, like, I was like a pipsqueak. Internet thing was not even uh, on my radar. And I remember how kind you were. Like you just, that's how I knew because I had nothing to offer. I literally came in just to kind of sit and observe um, just because he would always bring me into his studio spaces. And you were just so sweet asking me a bunch of questions just about like what, you know, what's going on. And I'll never forget that because now the space that I'm in you know, I'm always mindful of who's coming up, who's around and just making sure that they always feel seen and and warm and loved. And I do remember that. I do remember experiencing that with you. And I'll never forgot that because it's very, you know, very rare that people will see you if you're not someone of value, quote unquote, in whatever space they're in. So I'll never forget that. And I want to thank you. And that's what really lets me know the quality of your heart, you know, and and that's why we'll always support you and push your music. And thank you so much for sharing space with us today. I don't have words, y'all. Stop it. I just feel so (laughs) humbled. Like, you don't know, Don. You don't know. (laughs) I I, I just, um, I don't know, y'all, but I, thank you. And I do remember, and it was crazy is, the reason I love Claude is because every time I would work with him, he'd always bring these amazingly good spirits around him mm-hmm. because he is one himself. Exactly. And, uh, uh, I'm glad you were seen because I felt you then. I feel you now. I think you Thank were just you. beautiful as you were then. <laughs> Thank um, you. And I never, it's so funny, I, I black out so many things in my life, but I always remember the oddest things. I don't think they're odd. I think I think it's purpose, yeah? Right, um, it's threaded. Please tell him I said hello. I 1,000%. Well, I told him I was going to talk to you, and he was like, isn't oh. life funny? Isn't life funny? <laughs> he is so talented. His new group, like, he's just so musically insane. Yeah, they are, yeah, they are so, yeah. like, he's just so damn talented, and he deserves the world. Him and Carrie were one of the coolest writers, both of them. As a writer, when I was younger, I, they, they were really cool to me when I was in Danny King. They just made an impact on me as writers, him and Carrie. Mm. They, were, they were just really, like, like, they were insane to me. Later, Dean as well, Esther, but, like, yes. those two, those two squad. were, yeah, those two, you know, coming young into that musically, I was super, like, proud to work with them as writers. I don't think the girls knew how powerful... You know, like those two were at that time. Yeah. As a writer, I think D did. D was new, but like, yeah. 
to tell him I said. Well, we love you. I yeah. most definitely will. He's going to be listening. He ain't missing oh, this episode. <laughs> but with that being said, Don Rashard, thank you for sharing space. We love you so much. Those of you thank listening, you so I know much. you guys are hyped because this was an incredible <laughs> episode. If you have any parting words, Don, before we get out of here. Yeah, anything you want to promote? Anything, yeah, anything you, know, you want to say. Your mama. Yeah, yeah, all I'm ears. Be on tour. I'm going on tour October 22nd Ooh. with Purity Ring. Uh, 42, See you there. Yeah, 42 right? dates. See you there. <laughs> 42 <laughs> dates. And um, this is the first time I'm opening. Amen. I've always headlined. And I purposely mm. wanted to open because I wanted to grow my audience. It was a strategic move. I really mm. like Purity Ring. Um, it's a di- completely different vibe for me um, and a challenge. And I'm really excited about what I'm building for this for this for this show. Uh, to put mm. a show in 40 minutes is going to be very difficult because I have <laughs> two hours worth of music. Uh, so this You're gonna is going to be gonna, going yeah. full speed. <laughs> We're going to be going. We're going to be going. <laughs> We're going to be going um, really hard, and the music sounds insane. We have revamped everything. It's going to be so nutty. So make sure you guys get tickets. Um, and you can yes. go to MergeRecords.com, uh, Dawn Richard to get it. You can go to Ground Control. You can go to my Instagram, Twitter. They're, they're all there for you to get the tour tickets or even Purity Rings. Uh, and some of the dates are sold out, so make sure you guys uh, get on that. And Congratulations, thank you. girl. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and then um, I've got some projects with Adult Swimming coming. I just finished a mural project with Adult Swim where I brought Adult Swim to New Orleans to give light to three black uh, muralists for the first time. So that was really cool. Oh, lovely. Yeah, they had never muraled before. And we painted up New Orleans and different sections of New Orleans and gave light to two black women and one black guy in New Orleans. Oh, wow. So that was Sick. really cool. Yeah. Um, and I have something really really great uh coming in the next year um that i really Mm -hmm. it won't be something you'll expect um it's not for everyone uh but it's something i've always wanted to do as a musician Mm -hmm. i'm excited you know it's good when when you're dropping hints baby (laughs) so y'all already know this is gonna be a good one y'all well whatever it is we're there yeah so yeah i got a lot of things coming for you guys so that's all i got yeah Thank and go you. Buy my album. Go buy my album. Yes, all of them. Everybody all go them. out there. Second bust line. it for me. Yeah, second line. Second line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's all I got, guys. Can you, just, can, can you just hit that jacuzzi for me one time before we go? So no, I'm just playing. Hey. Hey. Got you blowing full speed. I like a jacuzzi. Mm. On that I'm note, like okay, see, on that literal I'm ready, note, I'm ready to throw this mic. <laughs> you be going oh my to church. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay black. Stay black. And protect your magic. And protect your magic. Bye. Love you guys. Love, love you. Bye. Dog. Bye, dog. Yeah, bye, guys. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.